0: Set in the in the sky, descending upon us with great terror, it's Boobtube Boys. Yeah, we're here to cover Emergency Room, ER, the television show, the hour-long drama that aired for 30, 40 years. I'm Brian Vaughn. I'm joined as usual, as always, as every single time. I haven't missed a single episode. That's Spencer Hendricks. He hasn't. Van Lee, you've missed no episodes
1: either. I just checked. We're Ironman. And yeah. In this scenario that you described at the beginning of the episode, we're like a pterodactyl descending on them, mm-hmm. which yeah, is not I thought a we were going to be
2: the one that saved them. You know, we were we'll, actually the problem. No, the we'll do that place. too. Oh. So we, we cause the terror and then we bring it back. Yeah. That's a good idea.
1: You know what the world's most dangerous animal is? Man.
0: Holy shit. My mind is
1: blown. I had all
2: kinds of thoughts in my head. I was like cheetahs, jaguars, <laughs> all the mean cats. Iguanas. And then I forgot about myself. Ants, Buzzards. The answer cats. was me
1: all along. Hot dog farm.
2: The call was coming from from within
1: my own brain. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of brains, we're going to dissect Spencer's on today's episode. Yeah, yeah. it's very
0: ER themed. So have you guys been to the ER today?
1: Not today. Surprisingly. It is likely I'll go
2: soon.
0: I mean, at any point, any of us could. I'll be dead soon. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. So most likely person to go to the ER is Van. and Sam, Who only because, and I say this with great love and affection, you are among the clumsiest people.
1: It happens when you're this big and you've got levers and yeah. things going everywhere.
0: It's but why happens. Liam Neeson lost his sword for his digital sword fight with Darth Maul.
1: because mm. brain he's too is gangly.
2: Is my problems. So
0: that's what lands me
1: in the air. Oh, ER. mine is too well, Clumsy brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that- the other thing too, by the way, when you lose half your hearing, your balance goes out the window. Yeah. yeah. So like in the last five years, my balance has been even worse than hey, it it ever Hey, did you
2: know? Was. Did you know that if you can't stand on one foot for ten seconds, you're likely to die in the next decade?
0: <laughs> now we're gonna is try this right based now. On?
2: Science. Oh, you're fine. Mm-hmm. You got 10 years at least.
0: Fans very good at this, standing on one sit. foot. I your, would assume. Your
1: skeletal frame is as much
0: As much standing on one foot and hopping around as I do putting on socks, I feel <laughs> like I can do that.
1: Let me point out, by the way, that was on the left foot, too that's not even that's the bad name. that's your bullshit that's foot. the bad foot. Everything is bad about that. I think
2: it was more geared towards very elderly people, but you know it's, oh. it's a good thing to test. Uh, I
1: don't
0: know if you know this, but fans are really old really, well we're <laughs> I all seventy three we're getting week. up yeah. there he's he actually fudged his birth certificate to do the podcast, trying to make us think he was some sort of young six months younger than Spencer and I <laughs> wonder Ken, but he's actually forty thousand years old. <laughs> Stuck and out of time, actually.
1: Well, that happens when you fall into a piece of ice. You guys glossed over my factoid. The pterodactyls are not dinosaurs. What are those called? I know, I know that a you're right. word, but they're, they're the chickens. That's where the chickens came from.
2: Did, um, did Michael Crichton bring the pterodactyls back in Jurassic Park? Yes. The
1: movie did. I'm not sure about the book. Yes.
2: So he was stupid. He brought then. them all back. So he doesn't realize that the dinosaurs and pterodactyls are different. Well,
0: well I also, Crichton's a moron. The there's actually also a lot of inaccurate stuff in Jurassic Park solely because they figured out more after yeah. they wrote that. Sure. Book.
2: Well, and also he's just an idiot.
0: Like for instance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he, to be fair, Michael Crichton did not believe in climate change. So he has some gaps in his logic and scientific knowledge. And but, he's dead. And he's dead now. So come at me, Michael Crichton. <laughs> state of Michael Crichton. Yeah. I don't want his, no. his lumbering ghost coming after me, actually. Although i get his autograph, because, I mean, let's, let's face it. Do ghosts do autographs? That, it seems like it wouldn't work. Uh, Spooky I've, ones I've always been too shy to ask up <laughs> to this point.
1: Yeah, it's, you're sitting in a diner, and you look over, and you realize, <laughs> wait. Is that the ghost of Michael Crichton? <laughs> I should ask for his autograph, but he's out doing. Does he sign it? The yeah. ghost of
2: Michael Crichton, or just Michael Crichton? Like, I feel like I want the ghost of Michael Crichton's signature. That's more. Sp- yeah. that's more meaningful.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what he's
0: spooking it up at the deli that we're at.
1: Now you do have to get one <laughs> of those deli. ecto
0: pens because, like, mm. a, a human ink pen—if you hand it to him—just fall right through his hand.
1: Yeah. Where do you go about buying an ecto pen, Brian?
0: It's not okay. It's not really buying so much as putting yourself in the right mindset to receive one spiritually. Okay, you know how it is.
1: Velociraptors aren't that big.
0: Yeah, they're That's like turkeys, the right? Yeah, like yeah the yeah. size of little turkeys.
1: Although, I and they should all be covered learned. in feathers. Well, yes, that was the big one. Uh, I, I I've heard that,
2: but I hate it. I <laughs> don't like dinosaurs, birds, and but feathers. it's kind of you cute. Know,
1: dinosaurs is they birds. Are.
2: They really are. <laughs> seriously, like, um, if we have pet birds in my family. Growing up, we had <laughs> multiple parrots, and they're multiple little dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Yeah. They're little dinosaurs. I, those
0: birds were very fascinating. Yeah, I mean,
2: I can't believe they're. Even there. It's What's so the current weird.
0: bird situation?
2: They're, they're still alive. Those things live Good. to be like 80. That's yeah, awesome.
1: They live a while. And then but to update, by the way, I recently learned this as in like two weeks ago. Velociraptors, they found a skeleton in, I believe, South America that's actually a giant velociraptor. That is
0: so So like cool. T-Rex
1: size, or maybe not that big, but way bigger than they were in Jurassic Park. Um, let's
0: uh, just go read about that, all of us, right now. <laughs> of
1: course,
2: they had the one more dinosaur thing. Of course, they had the news years ago. This is old news now. Everyone's going to be like, Spencer, that's so 2015. I'm bored by this. But yeah, they had that big discovery that, t-rex was a fucking like scavenger, like scavenger. Yeah. yeah it wasn't even a hunter mm-hmm. it's amazing yeah
1: and like brachiosaurus isn't real no it's actually a yeah. species that was just paleontologists being dumb they yeah. <laughs> like,
0: just putting together Happens. the wrong well possibles. this isn't easy i wouldn't imagine We're no i'm mean... all about dinosaurs here <laughs> i do think though even though i think the feather thing's cute it reduces the intimidation factor yeah. of the angry dinosaur it you makes you want to attack by
1: them. a goose they no.
0: fucking scary. I would assume and you that would have that. with your weird thing with birds. They do man. sound
2: terrifying, I, I would say. Can they have those teeth. <laughs> yeah, I'd give it a pet just to see how it goes.
0: <laughs> On this week's Jurassic Park episode, we <laughs> covered... Um, Chris Pratt. <laughs> no, we're back covering ER. Different Pratt,
1: actually. Actually, yes,
0: that's true. A character named Pratt. <laughs> we uh, we're jumping forward nine years to season 10, episode 8, Freefall, which aired in 2003. We alluded to it last episode. This is a totally different kind of show by this point in ER's run, it's much more what you think of when you think of high-stakes wild network medical drama. It's not as nuanced. It's not as much about what it might be like to be an ER doctor or maybe, like, the personal toll it would take so much as, like, whoa, that blew up.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's definitely no longer character-driven, I would say. Yeah, I mean, there's character traits, but it's more, look what happened as opposed to, look how this person reacted. Less,
0: like, who is this person and more, like, what's a plot we'll throw at this person. Yeah,
2: that's fair. Like, you know, I didn't really necessarily want to know more about these characters. No. And I, I did initially in the first one. That's first a really
0: episode. good point is they didn't even titillate you to want they to weren't watch even more for the sake of the characters. Like if you were to want to watch more episodes of ER after the first one, it would be because you liked the show, sure. I think. And this one, it would be somewhat akin to how we'd watch more episodes of Renegade. Not that far, but, but like, getting there to see the absurdity.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'll reveal here too. This is. This is why I picked this show. I saw a clip of something that happens in this episode that made me go, this is ER. This is what ER is. Which uh, you'd mentioned that, and I definitely knew what it was. Mm -hmm. When it happened. Yes, certainly. So that's why I picked the show. I believe I revealed last week that I have watched other episodes. In fact, I'll, I'll cover that when we get to it. But I wanted to see why the character that that happens to is the way they are. Yeah. And boy, that's a journey. That's I also, to say.
0: I didn't watch multiple episodes, but I did revisit the part of that episode to see what happened to a character. Well, you know what? Let's talk about how, of course, nine years later, there are a lot of new characters in this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new ones of note, we have medical student Nila Rusgotra, who's played by Parminder Nagra, who was in Bendit Like Beckham, The Blacklist. She was in 129 episodes of the show. Everyone is because there's so many. I mean, that's only a third of the show. (laughs) Another new character is the resident who's just goofy and dumb and out of it and uh, smokes a lot of weed. It's Archie Morris, who you guys might recognize as Scott Grimes, who played McCorkle in Party Five. No way. Oh,
1: wow. Now that you you say it. Yeah. Now that you say it, it fits perfectly. The
0: very next show we covered.
1: So he won't McCorkle then?
0: No. He was
1: McCorkle all right.
0: He McCorkled all over (laughs) the place. He's a kind of a new doctor at the hospital. Also, he's a rooftop pothead. He did 112 episodes, and now is actually a big Seth MacFarlane voice actor guy. Like he's in a lot of that stuff, which I'm not into that stuff, but good for yeah, Scott good Grimes for, him for making the money, getting a reliable I'm not job. Watch it. No, of course not. That's unless we have to for some reason cover it for this show. And I'm sure we will at some point. Probably. Yeah,
1: because us talking about
0: Family Guy for a
2: half, hour. I would like to hear that oh, personally.
0: And <laughs> I think it that. would. I think we'd get mad. I just think we would. We've got a uh, nurse, Samantha Taggart, who is, is Linda Cardellini, who's in a ton of stuff. Lots she of stuff. Already had done Freaks and Geeks by this point, which kind of made her somewhat famous. She had 126 episodes of this show. She was in Bloodline, Mad Men, Gravity Falls, Dead to Me, just plenty of movies too. She was in Brokeback Mountain and Avengers Two: Ultron Gets Some Good. <laughs> she uh, she was initially kind of supposed to fill the void. She's the nursing manager left by Abby, who's also a new character, who is a nurse who's in her final year of med school, or her fourth year, rather, and wants to transition to being a doctor. That's Maura Tierney, who also, pretty high-profile actress. She was in Insomnia, the Christopher Nolan movie, Liar Liar, the James Carey
1: film. (laughs) What did I refer to her as when I was texting you?
0: I believe you said Connie Britton that's not Connie Britton.
1: Yeah, because it's <laughs> for whatever reason, anytime I see Connie Britton or Maura Tierney, I like them both. I like
0: them both too, and I have the same thing. They you both are kind up. of like have a weird warmth about them mm-hmm. and kind of see, they do seem kind of similar. She was also, by the way, at Maura Tierney, I don't know why I didn't know this, was a regular on news radio.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Hmm. And on this show was very prominent. She was in 189 episodes.
1: Is Joe Rogan in this one too?
0: No, no. Good. Thankfully so. We don't have to hear anything come out of that guy's mouth or him tell anyone to eat any bugs <laughs> or cow balls or whatever he did.
1: did you know, the show got canceled because they made someone drink donkey semen.
0: No, but that sounds like as good a reason for cancellation as there could be. Yeah. I
1: mean, there's no reason for that to ever happen. That's the same thing that happened to ER. That's why they went out.
0: <laughs> the, the donkey semen episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so famously
1: Clooney uh. had to do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's some and I'll get into some of the plots that are overarching in season 10 that we are that kind of come up a little bit. Van, you mentioned, I believe it might have even been last episode. We talked a little bit about how John Carter, who's an intern nine years prior, is one of the main characters. Well, he is in the show at this point, but we don't see much of him. We see one scene with him in this episode.
1: But is any other he's in other episodes this season prominently?
0: Yes. And he has a big plot line, apparently. It's we in Africa? a medical mission in Africa, and it's apparently one of the ones that lasts the se- the whole season, like one of the plot lines for season ten. Similarly, another doctor who we meet, who's new to the show for us, uh, Luka Kovac, who's pl- uh, Croatian, uh, Goran Vijenik, did 185 episodes, and he also was involved in this Africa plot line, and he's wanting to actually get out of the hospital and go back there to help or something mm. at some point during the season.
1: A quick note on this guy: so I watched maybe. 10, 12 episodes kind of in this time frame. Mm-hmm. I believe he, Dr. Kovac, I believe it is, is the George Clooney now, the kind of ah. sexy, handsome womanizer guy. Yeah. But the problem is, is I think they want you to like him. I hate him. I he do is, not um, stand this he, guy.
0: I don't think he's a, I I'm not. he's not a very good actor. No. I, I thought he was pretty wooden and like his emotions weren't reading for me. Like I, I wasn't
1: and character-wise in this episode we're watching he's doing the right things so fine not a big deal but in yeah. other episodes in fact there was one i watched where a woman brought her young daughter in because there were some issues the woman had just separated from her, her husband the daughter's dad and so dr kovac fools around with her in the closet meanwhile it turns out that that daughter has like failing kidneys and oh, it's no. going to be like a cancer horrible situation and he can't bring himself to do anything. He's just presented as kind of a sh- an asshole. Yeah. But I think by this point in the series, they're trying to make him be the hero, and I can't do it. He seems like, like,
0: and it. I mean, I, I'm not, uh, he will, I will say he plays kind of a, a bad guy type a little bit in the American Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. He, uh... I could buy it. I think that's better suited for a guy who comes across kind of, to me, cold. Mm-hmm. uh Than a doctor where that's the, like Spencer mentioned in the last episode, the bedside manner is kind of important. hmm <laughs> I mean, you could have a character like that, but uh, Susan Lewis, the voice of reason from last time out. She's still in the show. She copes with an unexpected pregnancy in this one. Uh, not this episode, but this this season. It's
1: a real unfortunate when you think you get knocked up by Donal Logue.
0: Yeah, don't who's just he's in the Patriot. You know, he's in
1: all sorts of stuff. Donal Logue has on TV show for a while. Did he really? Watch? Yeah, it was like a sitcom that did not Was it not a British well. show or something? No, it was American. Huh. He played just like an everyman. And then he was in that short-lived Quibi series where we're supposed to believe Donal Logue in 2020 can get Anna Kendrick to date him, but doesn't want Anna Kendrick and instead has a sex doll.
0: <laughs> well, right. It's Donal Logue, man. His standards are really weird. I didn't say hi. I said weird. Okay. And that is a show?
1: Yeah, it, well, it was. It was Quibby, so it didn't last. Long.
0: I don't. That is so weird that I almost want to watch it. Don't
1: it was like a well-rated show, yeah. I think. And I like Anna Kendrick now, so That's I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I me. Do too. I just don't like never don't heard Lo-
0: the
2: Never heard the existence of
0: that.
1: I'll look up the name. Another
0: well-known actor in this show who plays uh, Gregory Pratt, who's a surgeon, and we see a lot of him in this episode, Makai Pfeiffer, who's done a lot of movies. He was in Eight Mile, Honey, the Dawn of the Dead remake from when we were in like college. Uh, he did a lot of episodes of this as well. We briefly see Dr. Michael Gallant, who gets deployed to Iraq at one point in the season. That's Sharif Atkins. Ming-Na Wen is back.
1: She uh, was only in like a couple episodes early yeah, and then becomes a regular here in the Later mid-light.
0: in the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, despite being in it again throughout the show's run. And uh, we also meet a new character who's in the show a ton, 249 episodes of it, which is uh, Kelly Weaver, played by Laura Ennis. And she, again very consistent TV career her whole life.
1: I like her, her character because it's somewhat nuanced and has a little bit of depth in the sense that she has to be a hard ass. She's yeah. the boss. She has to make these budget decisions and everything. But then, you know, deep down she is struggling with a lot of things and we we don't see a ton of that this episode, but over the episode, yeah, she I kind watched, of comes like in her. a little later.
0: She's a in this limp episode. too. I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I, it gave me some house vibes <laughs> a little bit there, although very different demeanor. Also, this will come up in this episode. Sam, Linda, Cardellini's character, and Kovac, they have some sort of relationship that develops in this season until Sam's ex-boyfriend arrives, but we don't see all of that play out. There's a couple other people back. Amy Aquino, as we mentioned last episode, does come back as mean-ass Coburn. Guess what? She's a butthead. (laughs) She's still a butthead. Spencer nailed it. And for three seconds, for some reason, we see Tandy Newton, who is... uh, the Car- Carter's girlfriend, I guess, in Africa.
1: I will correct you. She has what happened was her first credit. They screwed up her name. Her name is Tandue. They dropped the W, oh. so she went by Tandy. She has since said, "You know what? I'm taking it back." She's I, going did, by I did
0: not know that. legitimately.
1: It's like a newer thing. So,
0: well, and she's still like a very well known actor. Isn't she's she in, in one of these? She's new in shows? Westworld, Westworld right now. She was in Mission Impossible Two, which mm-hmm. you probably watched recently, Van. <laughs> I think.
2: I think that's really funny that. Like it took such a long time for her to feel comfortable saying it, I'd like to have my name known properly. Yeah. Is there
0: nothing more American <laughs> than that than her being like I'm afraid to That's give them fine, my. It's fine. I'll just let mm. them call me something wrong. I'll let years. him. Say, I'll let these morons say a name they can pronounce so that exactly. some, some middle aged white guy on his stupid Missouri podcast can mispronounce <laughs> my name.
1: <laughs> and then now that she has a career, she's like, fuck that. I'm gonna go by my name. Good, for, good on her. No, that rules. Dummy is the name of the show with Anakin Kendrick okay. and Donal Logue, and oh. it sure does exist. I'm going to get into it,
0: guys. I'm going to be a dummy. That's what we're called, fans <laughs> of Dummy, which I now have just apparently become. Uh, one more new character. I saved him a little bit for last. He gets kind of <laughs> he gets kind of the credit. You know how like when you see credits come out and then it says "and featuring" mm-hmm. or "and star" like guest special guest star. Well, he's not really a special guest star. He's a, a series regular. He did 126 episodes. That is Paul McCrane as the uh ginger doctor Robert Romano. If you've seen the show at all, you might, as as Van and I have talked about, this is like a shrunk down two-thirds to scale Bill Burr, <laughs> and the character plays it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know. It, I was obviously Anthony Edwards' performance as Dr. Green last week was phenomenal and like affecting to me. I thought he he did a great job. But in terms of what we're going for, uh, Robert Romano, this actor, he makes me hate him as much as a character really could in this short of an amount of time.
1: I do I, think that's the point, and the character is. got away with that, and it did it right. And what did I name him? Dr. Asshole on our special paper. Mm-hmm. And that's really what he is.
0: More behind the scenes, Van made another little chart of these many characters.
1: I'll Some put it of on them on Twitter.
0: I can't stop looking at it.
1: At Boob2Boys. You can see that one. Yeah, I can't, there's a lot of people in this cast, so I only slung a few of them on here, including Dr. Asshole <laughs> and Dr. Handsome. And Doctor Handsome George Clooney, he's up there. Although <laughs> I put his actual name down, I figure we could remember Romano because he's so yeah. evil.
0: Well, and also it's such a name near and dear to our hearts. Yeah, it's, it's really Raymond Ray Romano. You know, Brad Garrett. Everybody loves him. Do you think?
2: Um, do you think that guy could actually pull off being the asshole that Doctor Romano was in this? Like Ray, Ray Romano? Romano? No. <laughs> no. He <laughs> tried no to pop him in that
0: role, and I actually weirdly. <laughs> defend ray romano as an actor actor he's fine and if you give him a bit part
1: he I'm, has to have his role he, isn't
0: and he's, he, he's totally acceptable as like kind of a doofy dad i was gonna say of,
2: isn't he largely the straight man like has yes. to be the one that the comedy's happening and to. that's the
0: thing that i feel like is wasted is like he would be so good if you you could even have had everybody loves raymond and just have him be the straight man mm-hmm. you got brad garrett and peter doyle hanging out. <laughs> comedy gold
1: yeah last note here for me on dr asshole is literally like if you took house from house and stripped away even the tiny ounce of- Integrity, kindness. Just uh, like house is an asshole. Charisma. Charisma is what I'll go for because this guy is not trying to be charismatic. No. And like house you can even go, all right, he's a piece of shit, but he gets the job done. You can't even do that with him. He does get the job done, but no one's going to use that to his credit. This
0: is like the other, this is a common thing with these medical shows. That you especially would hear in the mid 2000s that, you know, the Dr. House versus Dr. Cox on Scrubs thing, where they're oh, both, yeah. both total jerks that, like, are questionable in their methods, but by God, they get it done. They got a heart of gold underneath it all. Yeah. And uh, this Romano character here is in that vein, only as Van said, has none of the heart of gold part that we really get to see. Our most empathy is just that the guy's obviously messed up or he wouldn't be this way.
1: Yeah, it's pretty clear. Something happened to him. His childhood sucked or whatever. The problem is everyone's childhood sucked. We didn't all just become assholes.
0: No, or weird doctors with, I mean, trouble with helicopters. But anyway, (laughs) we get a previously on segment this time around, and I'll just describe what I saw in this, which is uh, we see a small man, grab a woman's ass with a fake hand we see relationship drama over relationship drama type music and then we see that same short guy again be mean to another doctor and just threaten to fire him and that pretty much tells us what we need to know going
1: in what it is is uh, Dr. Romano hates Dr. Pratt and has been badgering him for a long time there was something to do with being a homophobe I don't remember who it was I'm assuming it's Dr. Romano probably but eventually based on some of the comments
0: he makes about anyone who's HIV positive later in this episode. Yeah, I I think that that's probably right along the lines of how it happened. And like we see in this episode right off the bat that Romano's unreasonable. It's not like he has a complaint that's even valid. All right, we get a title card. It says Free Fall. That's going to come up again.
1: Like Tom Petty.
0: Yes, that specifically will also come up again. This episode opens with kind of a medical drill as it turns out, but you don't know that going in. And our little uh, Dr. Bill Burr uh, Romano here is screaming at his team of interns and medical students here through a simulated emergency. He's testing them while making fun of them and not being helpful at all and not helping them learn. And he's uh, just a a piece of shit is how I would describe how he acts in that scene. Uh, There's nothing redeeming about him.
1: This is a thing where in the TV show, these characters five years from now will look back and go, you know what? But he did teach me something. Yeah. But in real life, no one.
0: No. I recently read uh, Joe Posnanski's uh, Baseball 100 book of his 100 Greatest Baseball Players of All Time, which was so much fun to read, but he actually points that out in, in that book about players who played for horrible, racist, mean managers and later would be like, oh, he was so, he was tough, but he was fair. And they did not believe that at the time. It's like a, you know, halcyon goggles mm-hmm. or
1: something. I don't know. AJ Pruszynski, oh, when he's my teammate, I love him. But on the other <laughs> team, no, he's just an ass. But on the <laughs> other hand,
0: he shanked me. <laughs> Uh, he did have that
2: one really funny line though that I always laugh at. That where he told the umpire to give, like, to give him a ball he could see when he, you know, he's behind the plate, he's catching, Uh-oh. and uh, he misses a call or something. He's like, "Why don't you give me another ball? Give me one you can see this time." <laughs> Sometimes right. assholes can be fun Oh sure.
1: yeah, that's that's Case in point. Romano,
0: <laughs> Doctor Romano, not so much. <laughs> we see here one of our main characters, more a tyranny's character, Abby, uh, and she is a nurse essentially transitioning into becoming a doctor. And if you just want, you know what, let's let our audience hear what we think of Romano. Let's let them judge based on these lines concluding their fake medical patient dying. Just another dead junkie. Congratulations, Abby. You managed to kill the practice dummy. Okay, reset for the next student. So again, no decorum here. And like, I I know that like you, I suppose you could say he's trying to be tough on them because the job is tough. But in the learning stages, I would think you want to make sure things get ingrained in these these students.
2: Now he's just happy they failed, so he can be a bitch. So yeah, he can just be
1: rude. Doesn't work. It's always no. kill them with kindness. Always. It's just
0: you have to treat people like people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this Romano guy's awful. I hope I hope something bad happens to him.
3: Huh.
0: <laughs> we now uh, see the shocking blue eyes of the test dummy shoot open <laughs> and uh, make me jump out of my seat. So uh, I I then was wondering if this was going to turn into a sci-fi show where the dummy. Becomes sentient and takes over the hospital.
1: It becomes another doctor.
0: That yeah. wouldn't
2: have been any farther off than Thank you Spencer. ended up getting here.
0: Yeah, because that's not any crazier than what winds up going down. The intro credits reveal to us that the, uh, the original theme was kind of sounded outdated in 1995. Really sounds outdated in 2003. Uh, the look of it's kind of also that way. Like the outdated font choices. We see Carter's the main guy based on the credits here. Because he gets the top billing. A lot of the people, as we mentioned before, that were in the cast previously became stars or series regulars on several other shows. I mean, this show, I'll reiterate, uh, so many careers were started because of it or furthered because of it.
1: Is this the modern day soap opera?
0: I think by now it, it kind of feels like mm-hmm. it this episode. It just feels like a different show. I've got to say that again, too.
1: Yeah. Well, so I wonder when that transition happened, if it was a slow burn or if it just happened at the end of season four. Or that
0: would be. So- I'm genuinely curious, like someone who's super into ER, maybe from the Reddit board. Yeah, they would know. Yeah. What they think are like the eras of the show.
1: Well, I'll be posting these episodes in there. So if any of you listen. Yeah, let us know. Hit me up. I'm. R slash Manly Van Lee. I don't know if that's how <laughs> I'm gonna get work. on
0: there, guys. I'm gonna
1: do it. I'll I have on
0: one, there. I just forgot what it is. I'm just
2: permanently logged in. thanks one of those him. things. No, it's something no? They, they give you a weird name or something. I, like I think Joseph. mine's like corrupted, corrupted logic Spencer. or something. Uh,
1: <laughs> they make you pick the little avatar guy, and I don't care for that. I don't want a little avatar. One guy. time, I avatar used, wasn't very good.
2: <laughs> I was gonna write a story, I was gonna write a story that's based in high school, and I don't know anything about high school anymore. So I I wanted to hit up the Reddit teens to answer some questions I had about the football <laughs> process. I was like, what do the coaches do in football? What, what are the practices like? I wanted information
0: from the sources. You didn't watch Friday Night Live? <laughs> I need to. That was I actually, actually kind of want to watch that That was on that my show. list
2: to kind of learn a little bit more about high school football. I, I was going to try to write something. I didn't. It never happened. I wrote like
1: three pages. Did you ever get a response? Yes. Reddit crowd?
2: I talked good. to a teenager, a real one. What did they actual, say? Did they say that? that LOL, bro. Stuff like I knew that. Right. Were yeah. they
0: like, we watched Euphoria? Uh, we, um, teens do the, uh, I, the, watch story, I have no okay. idea. Not
1: file their taxes. TikTok
0: phones. You listen to you know, Bailey. <laughs> they're, they're probably cool. I don't know.
1: Um, Te- good job, teens. I, you know, I, I, my instinct is to be like teens suck because I'm old. <laughs> yeah. The truth of the matter is, is I'm not that I don't want to be that. So no, go teens. and go like,
0: teens. I think about it and like historically the generations at least tend to get some more things right mm-hmm. with each pass or we hope so. Come on, teens, you guys are great. I did get a very
2: sarcastic response initially when I just posited this to the whole group, and they were like, if you think any of us play sports, you're really off. <laughs> <On> Reddit. Because <laughs> yeah, it's That's like not fair. typically an athlete's hangout.
1: <laughs> what what Reddit board was this? Do you recall? Uh R teens. I don't know. Oh, was like it was something like that. It was okay. it was
0: seriously pretty direct. It
1: was okay. teenagers or teens. R
0: slash football teens.
1: R slash boob boys coming
0: this summer. <laughs> oh, great. man. That's I the hope. one
2: thing I haven't said we were going to make. <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> That's true. Well, now it's been sad. Now it's all on the line. <laughs> uh, we start this episode proper with kind of, again, a not dissimilar approach in doing like showing a bunch of cases going on around the hospital. I found this episode to be way harder to keep track of, despite the plot being dumb in <laughs> uh, th- that there are so many characters presented. And a lot of the hospital patients become different hospital patients later. Yeah,
2: and it's Thanksgiving. Got to get that part it out is, of the way.
0: Yeah, Thanksgiving, doing some scene setting here. Mila and Abby, who are both training right now, they're discussing the cases they have going on. Dr. Luka Kovac, he's got this old man guy who's like, Look, just give me some pills. I want to go home. And I was like, man, this guy rules. I liked this. He
2: guy. was asking for him by name, too, right? Like, he knows specific things about the pills
0: from what I gather. Yeah. He does, and yeah. what was this guy's name? They do say uh, it a couple do times. Do they?
1: Mr. Something
0: or other. Yeah, whatever. Just if you Mr. Garland. That's so right. if you see Mr. Another city in Texas, Garland, Texas. <laughs> so that was uh, I don't even know if we recorded that. But we were so. just naming cities in Texas. Harder earlier. than you
2: think. Try
1: it. Try it. Oh, yeah. Do
0: it right now. We'll, we'll wait. No, we won't. We've got a podcast to do. <laughs>
1: Memphis. Fuck. (laughs) Memphis, Texas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kovac, though, I will say this. Abby is expressing kind of a little bit of fear that she's not going to be able to be an ER doctor after being screamed at by Romano so much. And Kovac does reassure her that, no, don't worry about it. That's Romano. He is the worst. And no matter what you think about any of the other characters in the cast, they all seem to hate Romano. Mm -hmm.
2: I wish they'd gotten a cameo from George Clooney as he walks by here. Oh, you mean Dr. Butthead? <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Just one quick scene as he walks but by with his lab also coat. Also, like,
0: I like the idea that he's not even wearing the lab coat. He can't be bothered to do that. He's wearing, like, what he would wear now, like a tailored suit mm. or something. Or whatever,
2: whatever project he was working on, yeah. that costume. Yeah, Stacey whatever
0: he Keebler was. Is
1: behind him at this time or whatever. Oh,
0: man, you're making it even cooler.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Abby and Kovac, by the end, get married. Oh, they do. Wow. It doesn't Abby seem like that's a
0: good plan. Which I
1: don't like because I like Abby a lot. Yeah. And don't care you're not Kovac. a Kovac man. I,
0: I don't think any of us are. Because
1: Abby was with Dr. Carter during the bulk of episodes I watched.
0: Yeah. And we see Kovac kind of with, with Sam Taggart mm-hmm. here. So you're right. Like they probably keep them away on purpose thinking that'll be the big reveal in the end. And we don't even want that, guys. Nope. Come on.
1: Us. ER experts. Yeah. experts.
0: We uh, we do one of those pans around the room seeing different characters doing really normal things. Some of them, like making phone calls home or hanging fake turkeys from the ceiling while
1: <laughs> yelling about food. Is this that Frank guy? Yes. He's in a lot of episodes, too. Mm-hmm. And I, he's slightly comic relief, but also I was going to say, does he actually does he do anything? Because he's he not
0: helpful. Yeah, so the Frank guy who's decorating for Thanksgiving and, and organizing the potluck, I guess. Man, I don't know what the deal is is he? What does he work there?
1: He literally is like the receptionist. Okay, in that he answers the phones. He directs things. He's the administrative assistant.
2: I felt like he should have been more hands on here. He's just sitting yeah. around not helping. Anything.
0: And he's like straight up comedic relief. And this episode does a lot more straight up jokes, and like none of them land. Mm-mm. And that's another thing I didn't like about how the show's progressed. Especially
2: when it felt like they were still trying to do some of that when it gets, you know, the second half of when the episode. When stuff's really <laughs> serious. And it's like, you you want me to laugh right now? I don't even, like, and I'm not going to, but even if even if it was working
0: well, why would I? Yeah, that, that shouldn't be the goal of the show at this point because the show doesn't have that kind of tone or it has, it doesn't do it well enough.
1: Hey, Spencer, it was pretty hands-on, that turkey. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that that, that her turducken. Duck and, yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever had one of those?
0: No. They cook differently. They're different meats. I
1: don't understand how it's a thing. And like, if you've
0: got duck, give me that by itself first. You're
1: fucking up a duck if you're sticking it instead of all these other animals. You can stick a
0: duck right in my mouth. (laughs) I don't think it would work.
1: Well, if we change one little Uh letter in that sentence. Give me
0: some Donald. Give me some Daffy. I don't (laughs) care. Saute it. I don't care. It doesn't matter. What's the sauce you eat with duck? Like, is it just by itself? You just eat that like,
1: like a confit.
0: It's got a real gamey. Yeah, that, yeah, like a duck confit. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. But that's not
1: a sauce. I don't think. No, I'm that's like, like a, some a sort dinner, of orange, yeah. a dish. sauce.
0: Man, mm, I'm hungry too. Ketchup. So, so uh, have to order us
1: a duck
2: later.
0: Let's order a duck after we're <laughs> done. This. I am hungry. <laughs> Duck Dash. (laughs) Duck Dash? (laughs) Only serves duck no matter how far away they get it from.
1: You'd have to be a real quack to order from that this (laughs) late at night.
0: I hate it when you order Duck Dash and they just hand you a live duck and like, (laughs) now I have three pets I didn't ask
1: for. I'd keep a duck
0: as a pet. Yeah, Yeah. they're pretty cool. As long as Koopa, my giant cat, was okay with
2: it. They're much less threatening than geese. Oh yes.
1: (laughs) Although, ducks have corkscrew penises and therefore corkscrew vaginas.
0: Let's uh, take a little bit of a break and we'll be right back to talk about Thanksgiving. So, uh, much like with Party of Five, think about what you're thankful for. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered
1: chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>
2: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BTW Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We get more scene setting around the hospital. Sam's really pumped to make her first Thanksgiving dinner. I think her first Thanksgiving dinner for her son, Alex. Neela uh, tries to get in on the coffee club, but gets told to fuck off. There's a lot of potluck discussion that uh, our big. What, what's this guy's name again? Frank. Fra-
1: Wait, that- is
0: it? It is. It is. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is Frank. He's we a just big had a orange. whole
1: Frank discussion He's off it. He's a big here. orange shabby. Yeah.
0: But yeah, Frank is talking more about the the potluck. And finally, we get into some plot stuff, though, too. Lewis is handing out cases, and we see a Dr. Gregory Pratt, who's Mackay Pfeiffer's character for the first time. He's busy talking about football with Frank first but he'll have a key plot line as we go along <laughs> i love those generic sports
2: updates it's the first yeah.
0: quarter scoreless yeah i love when they're what's the score of the game yeah but my favorite team's losing to your favorite team
2: <laughs> the big game's on and it's tied between the two
0: best teams whoa did you see the play smith made <laughs> it's like the most vague options possible to describe it they don't Both even really bones shows up just the old pigskin they don't even say yeah, they the don't even name. call it football yeah like i don't think do they that. do by the way i think they say like the, the pig skin or, yeah. ba- or the Thanksgiving game or something like that. It's like football. The, ter- the word is copyrighted. Do they
2: think like the NFL would jump in and sue them if they try <laughs> to mention it by, like, just
0: say football? No, no, no. We won't have this on your <laughs> doctor show. <laughs> we get our first glimpse here of uh, McCorkle from Party of Five. <laughs> You've he's, ruined that for me He's now. trying to skip a diarrhea case to get a better one, and Pratt catches him doing <laughs> this. This is our first instance of seeing that McCorkle might not be a good doctor.
1: I was reading this Reddit thread that said, "What's your favorite character growth story throughout the series?" His is one a lot of people like. He goes from being this, what we see here, an idiot, a stoner, which that's not negative, but anyway, mm-hmm. to He'll a very good attacked, doctor. But <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I I I don't know about that, but yeah. it happens. I
0: mean, if you do it slow enough, in here in this episode, I'll say this right now: he pre- he's presented as a very one-dimensional yeah. character who is just of no use and. Well, I'll, I'll say more about that as we get to some of, these, uh, some of these occurrences in the episode. Abby is helping an HIV positive pregnant woman as she's in a stuffy hospital room. And we find out she had a bad ex, but now she's got a cool new fiance. <laughs> I
2: like how she opens up to her doctor about that right this away. Is, my fiance is coming to get me. This one's the real deal. Yeah.
0: Then that is the phrase as if she were in a noir movie. <laughs> like, nah, he's the real deal. The issue here we get up front. Is that this patient, Lauren, is pregnant and desperately wants to have a kid, but is HIV positive, and there are a lot of
1: risks. That is, it's a messy thing to watch when someone has it. My uncle Jamie was HIV positive. It's a lot of pills. It's yeah. better than the 80s when you just yeah. had AIDS and died. But you're horribly. still not,
0: I think there's a misconception that now it's like, oh, that's nothing now. It's still
1: something. And it's still it's like, you're,
0: you're going through a thing. You're not, it's not going to be smooth sailing.
1: He had a bag that he took with him everywhere of his pills that he had to take. And I'm talking, like a purse-sized bag because of how many he had to take constantly. It is not an easy uh, experience. Did no. you guys
2: hear about the the Howard Stern, Magic Johnson interview from years and years ago where Howard Stern, when he had briefly his own like TV show that they canceled quickly? Uh, not the radio thing, like a separate thing. That's still going. Um, yeah, that the radio show is going strong. Baba boo Apparently, that guy has gotten therapy and is better now. I don't know. But uh, this is a long time ago, and he was interviewing Magic Johnson. It's like, tell me about... You know, it must. You must have had a lot of fun in the process of getting oh HIV. Oh my God! Yeah, like recently. That's what he said. Yes, and Magic was like, "No, there really was nothing fun about getting HIV." Like uh, he was very offended about it, and just recently said when he thinks about that interview, he still wants to hit Howard Stern. Like wow. uh, actually I mean, uh, you can't him.
1: blame him. <laughs> what? Uh, how did Magic Johnson get it?
3: I Do don't know? really know. Was the, it needles or
2: was it sexual? Oh, it wasn't. Yeah, it was definitely okay. sexual. And that's, that's what, yeah, he that's was a Howard very Stern sexual guy. Kind gotcha. of implying is, oh, man, must have been fun getting that getting that HIV, all that sex you were having.
1: We. Yeah. It, like,
0: it's so crazy because the whole thing is just for him to get to say, I bet sex is fun. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the edgy part of it. I mean, you just described Howard Stern. Yeah. For 40 years. I,
0: seriously. The other funny thing I just realized is I think Howard Stern is like a real tall guy. He is. Yeah. He yeah. Is. But. Next to Magic Johnson, he would not be. He'd be a small guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I wonder what his private parts are like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you ever watch that? No. Anybody? No. Did anyone? No, I think it was think popular. So. I remember the cover of the VHS. Mm-hmm. Or, Me or, too. Him
1: standing there nude with a building with the in front of, the of him.
0: building in front of his, yeah, that in was front that, of his
2: stern. That was during the time period that we'd be out at video stores renting movies on the
0: weekends. And that That's video right. was I'm gonna always be honest, there. I am as nostalgic for thinking about renting Absolutely. videos as
1: anything in the world. Totally. I'd spend hours looking at yeah. movies and games and before deciding and then going home and doing it. One of
0: that. the commonalities that my dad and I did have is we both loved just looking at all of them. Mm. And that I love reading the backs. It's why I first became just the most curious person in the world about Hellraiser.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. We mentioned Secret Garden recently. Yeah. That was
0: right? uh, in a off-air conversation.
1: Okay, well, we mentioned but that. Yes, yes. Because I asked, what is Secret Garden? I and don't know. no one knew. <laughs> but what I remember is that where that was placed in the movie store, it was the very top right item at the end of its category. Was it Video Playhouse mm-hmm. in Republic, Missouri? Video <laughs> Playhouse. And next to that, again, that was the end of whatever <laughs> genre. Next to it was the adult stuff. So oh, I would yeah. pretend I was looking at Secret Garden. So, I could side eye the adult stuff. That's a different the time. secret garden. That's famously a
0: store in which we rented Return to Savage Beach.
1: <laughs> I could rent anything from that store. They didn't care. Never questioned.
0: They it. were really nice there. And mm-hmm. I think they knew that we were just.
1: Well, they knew I fucking put their kids through college. Yeah,
0: like any like 12 or 13 year old kids where you just want to watch weird horror movies and hope you see nudity sometimes. I mean, you know, normal stuff. A long time ago, <laughs> we, we talked about on the podcast how we needed to do a bonus episode
2: talking about rentals, and we should. But Absolutely. We revisit that in the I'd like future. to
0: do a two-hour bonus episode <laughs> on that. <laughs> Abby, uh, by the way, going back to the show Emergency Room. The
1: one we're supposed to be covering.
0: Yeah, Abby gets the news that a lot of people are calling out sick for Thanksgiving. They're not going to huh. be there.
1: Skeptical. Not
0: very believable. No. They want her to actually go back to nursing, even though she's trying to be a doctor now. Because they're short on nurses this night. And gradually people sort of work to convince her because Abby is a real hard worker. And I guess she's just going to work 38 shifts in a row alternating between being a nurse and a doctor. Which is pretty accurate to how this life is. Like it's kind of a your career is your life if you're going to be a doctor. Yeah. Or an ER doctor especially. Sounds
2: awful. On Thanksgiving too.
0: Yeah. We uh, cut back to McCorkle. He's got a glaucoma patient. An old man with some eye troubles and he says he's like i got my own medicine it's this bag of weed in my shirt pocket <laughs> and this guy i like this old man he seems pretty fun and mccorkle says
3: hmm
0: and then a light bulb appears atop his bulb. head and uh you see the hamster running the wheel we see this patient who uh, was trying to cut a turkey and mistook his arm for it so his arms all hacked Happens open. commonly <laughs> little
1: german man or big german man yeah
0: and then now We've got a real important patient. Urgh. As a, a rich guy is being gurneyed into the hospital <laughs> and Pratt, Pratt goes and grabs Morris. He's like, I, who's McCorkle. And he's like, I need help with this patient. This is important. This guy drives a Bentley and he's been knocked out. What are we going to do? So Pratt assembles his team and they get to work on this, like, the really VIP patient is what this is presented as.
1: <laughs> oh, they didn't do it subtly at all. No. And it was they beat you over the head with it. They want you to hate this rich guy and they just they just do that. They They don't uh, this is another there's no
0: depth to him. He's immediately like, Get the filth of this hospital away from me, take me to the wealthy man's hospital. And he he even the only reason I think he stays as long as he does is he finds out like the head of the hospital went to Wharton with him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he's okay with being in the building for a brief amount of time.
1: I don't get this. I understand if you're like, oh I'm going to set up and schedule this surgery. I want to be with the best physicians ever. Yeah. But if you're in a car wreck, you just, okay, I'm at the hospital. Well, you're Let's just not get snobby enough. Stable. And he was knocked out when he came in. Like they need, yeah. he needs real
0: help. And that gets pointed out. But by the way, McCorkle at this point in this serious situation in which Pratt has asked him to help, he's like, oh, I got to get back to my glaucoma patient, hmm. which is unbelievable. Ugh. But what he really means is I got to get high. Mm-hmm. That's eventually what it's going to mean. The old man, Mr. Garland, that we all find kind of charming, realizes he's not going to get home anytime soon. He's going to be stuck there for a while. He does take it all in stride, I will say. And our big friend, Frank, he is trying desperately to sell people on the idea of gobbling down Turducken. <laughs> to eat, yes. Just going around to people, like, almost forcing it upon them.
2: Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of a, kind of busy, Frank. It's a hospital.
0: Yeah on Thanksgiving and they're short-staffed and they're talking <laughs> yeah, and about a, it openly. The
2: food is important to him.
0: <laughs> I mean, it is. And I do understand it to a degree, but maybe not in this scenario. Not here.
1: Nah, it's potluck food. Like, the best potluck food It's dangerous. Fine.
0: I have to know all of the people mm-hmm. real well. And then I'm all for it. Because then I don't feel like I'm going to eat somebody's toenail. <laughs> <laughs> Abby's back checking on her pregnant patient, Lauren, and she's bleeding more than expected. Abby says this isn't going well. And am I reading the scene correctly that at this point, we know she's lost the baby? Lauren knows too.
1: I don't think so. Okay. I kind of thought so. I thought we
0: knew that, but we're at this point shifting the focus to saving the future possibility of her having a baby.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I. But uh, I I found
0: it kind of muddled.
1: It Uh, was, it wasn't extremely clear. Because
0: something like that, I felt like there maybe would be a little more weight to where they're giving that to the audience. I mean, they'll beat you over the head with this rich guy being a jerk, which of course he is, he's a rich guy. But they won't tell you anything about this woman and what she's going through. And she
1: cries a little, so it's emotional, but not as much as you would think uh, as someone who's like, oh, you just lost your baby. Yeah. Your best chance to have a child because she's explained that she's had trouble for a while. This was the best it was going.
0: Yeah, and this this is really heartbreaking for her at this point because she has to realize... Like losing a child here, that, like Van said, this could be your last shot. And there's another complication, which is she goes unconscious at this point, and Abby does not know what's going on. She does the first thing you'd think to do, which is call on Frank, the uh, food guy, the turducken guy, to go find a doctor, because who's faster than Frank, guys, to go (laughs) run
1: down the halls of an ER? If the quest you gave Frank was find another turducken, I believe he's the man to give the quest to. (laughs) The ultimate (laughs) turducken, stuffed in a turducken.
0: I'd like to change my name to Frank Turducken.
1: <laughs> Christopher Nolan's Turducken.
0: Fred. Frank, Frank. also, I had in my notes, like, this is an all-hands-on-deck type episode, and Frank actually, I think, counts as negative people <laughs> by being there. Because he's just not helpful. And he no. is
1: in the way. He's a big yeah. guy.
0: We, uh, we're going to cut back to our wealthy man here, the car accident guy, Mr. Westbrook is his name. He got hit by a tow truck. That's how he got here. He we alluded to this earlier, gets on the phone to his lawyer because he wants to get out of there. And Pratt, who's pretty awesome, he's like, get that shit out of here and swats the phone out of his hand. He's like, you need you're like you have internal bleeding. We can't be transporting you between hospitals and we need to take care of you. Get off of your phone. Romano comes in. So let's talk more about Romano barking about how important he is, how cool he is. He name drops that guy that also went to the same college as Mr. Westbrook, like I said earlier.
1: He's a little sniveling here, to be honest. Yeah, he is sucking up. He's
2: really sucking up. This is the one thing he will try to. He's going to try to appease this type of person, but no one else.
0: Now is the one sign of depth I think we do get to understand about Romano, which is he is very career driven and getting ahead, even though he doesn't actually care about his job or what he's doing. It's more about gaining control, which. I, it kind of makes sense because all we see him do is try to control other people and make them feel lesser than.
1: Well, he's the head of the ER at this point. How did he get there? Things.
0: He's such a dick. But he's very <laughs>
1: good at what he does. Well, okay, what happened? Like, what Let's just reveal this. He's missing an arm at this point. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's missing this arm. So he was originally a brilliant surgeon, but he couldn't do that anymore since he only has one arm. So he became chief of this ER or whatever. Yeah. And he doesn't, he's good at the job. He does the work well. He's just an asshole while doing it. He's good at his job. <laughs> he rides a motorcycle to work, but obviously he's a horrible person to other people. He's not good with that, yeah. that aspect of it. And he doesn't really want this job. He still thinks he could be a surgeon with yeah. one arm or whatever. And
0: the, the other thing here is this is one of those things, and we see this in real life. He's good at his personal job, but he's kind of hurting the hospital in other ways right. that make him bad at his job. And in this case, it's that he's really hard on Pratt, and more than hard, he's bullying him. It's, it's awful. And Pratt, we only see, at least in this episode, be a guy who's trying to do the right thing, whether he is or not.
1: The knock on Pratt as a character w- was always that he's overconfident. Yeah. Or he's uh, braggy. That's like so he'll, Pratt. He'll do, the, <laughs> he'll do the wrong thing. The doctor, we see it later this episode, whoever's his boss will say, no, you can't do that. And he does it anyway. But like he believes he's right, so he'll do what he wants like to do. Like Mel
0: Gibson in Lethal Weapon.
1: <laughs> there you go. But then he'll do it correctly. It will work in his favor, and so that only makes me even more arrogant. And
0: like Qui Gon Jinn, but he's not arrogant,
1: right? But I, he kind
0: of does that. He's he could yeah. I that got gets a sense. by Darth Maul too. Yeah, I, I
2: got a <laughs> sense that he probably needs to learn a little bit about the old picking your battles. Yes. thing you know. Yeah, you know, like maybe don't fight with Romano on everything because yeah, he's going to target you if you do. Yeah, like you got to know when to let something go, and he doesn't ever.
0: And uh, after this little incident here with the phone swatting, Romano openly in front of everyone tells Pratt, you're not long for this hospital <laughs> and then keeps threatening him, tells pulls Pratt aside and says, look, this guy's a real estate mogul and he's better than other people. Mm-hmm. So, like, compromise your ideals and patient care and let's risk this guy's life. Let's uh, bend to his whims and send him to another hospital. <laughs>
1: but Pratt is, of course. I'm a doctor, I'm supposed to do what's best for the patient, yeah. regardless of their will.
0: And this, I will say, this one's another one of those tricky ones, and the show does not mean to be doing this. I don't think that kind of calls out the absurdity, but I'm, you know why it's necessary to have things in place to protect patients from hospitals being reckless, but it's also like, how do you protect a patient from themselves, and that line, and I don't know. There's interesting stuff to be done with that that's not done here, <laughs> well, yeah. is I guess what I will say. Romano doesn't stop there after Pratt objects. He says, look, you made me mad for the last time. You're done. You don't work here anymore. I
2: guess this is like a common thing for him. maybe not to this extent, but he Pratt acts
0: like they have this kind of threatening conversation a lot. And later in the episode, it comes up that I guess it kind of has been that way. Like Romano's filed. Complaint after complaint <laughs> after complaint on Pratt.
2: And Pratt just, like, keeps doing his job. He's basically like, you're fired. And then, like, two scenes
0: later, Pratt's beside him. And, like, one thing I do think's funny about this is it kind of, and I think this is true, I don't think Romano can even fire Probably him. not. That's why they have to have the meeting. So, no, that's right. Yeah. So it that I do actually like the fact that he's so hot-headed, hot-heading around. I'm going to make that a thing from Party of Five. But uh, that he doesn't even care that he can't do it. He's just like, you're done. Like, it's a threat he can actually execute.
1: You're done. Once I get in touch with four other department heads, file the official
0: Unless something goes really, really sideways, (laughs) you're done. (laughs) We're going to cut back to Lauren, the pregnant patient from earlier. We see Abby, Kovac, and Sam are all trying to stabilize her at this point. Kovac pulls Abby aside and says, I I think you're kind of wrong about giving false hope to Lauren at this point. I don't think this case with her pregnancy is as simple as you think it is. We've got to stop the bleeding. And, I, you know, your optimism may have been false, which gets into what we talked about some last episode of a doctor's decorum also having to include them not being overly positive. Right.
1: What, what's the line? Where do you tow it? Where, where yeah. should you go? That sort of thing. I think it's basically kind of explains why this woman, Lauren, Actually, ends up cheating on her husband with Michael Scott later on. Yes, it's because they've had all these children troubles. So yes, it's unfortunate.
0: I, I did not know that. That was the same actor.
2: That
1: was her. She was at that bar. That <laughs> yeah. That, anyway, yeah, that's her. Man,
0: I feel
2: like the safest approach, having having considered this all the while, that doctors should just basically air in the side of ah, they're fucked. They're gonna die. Everyone's. I'm getting everyone's out of here. Die. Even like uh, even like a very normal case, like in like a routine surgery, like are yeah. always dead. Everyone's. <laughs> they're all gonna die. Just air on that side. That way, if it goes well, you're good. They're K- going to oh, love
0: it. Oh, kid broke his finger. Done.
1: <laughs> We've got to remove this mole. I need you to sign this. Do not resuscitate.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. put him out to pasture. <laughs> pull the plug. But I can still breathe. Pull it. We go back out to the main kind of hospital area and uh, Pratt and Frank. Pratt, to his credit, not shaken at this point by rope by I guess because this happens all the time. Yeah, it
1: must be common. Like daily.
0: So he's back talking pig skin with Frank. And uh, we see this uh, rich dude get wheeled out through the hall. We find out he's got several broken bones, which are kind of causing the internal bleeding, too. Uh, Romano spends this whole time glad-handing around, being like, look how great I am. Again, peacocking through the halls right next to his wealthy patient
1: he's trying to brown-nose too. Did you mean glad-handing as one hand or two? We need to specify.
0: Um, (laughs) I will say it
1: has to be one.
0: Yeah, because it's Romano. (laughs) Would you get a hook or a fake hand? fake hand. But no, I, I don't hook
2: so
1: You back yeah, down there's quickly. Some
2: things, there's some things you could do with the hook that you can't do
1: with the hand. Because if you can't get a robot arm. Which is the ideal, let's right. be honest. Right. But I don't know, the hook's pretty cool and it's intimidating.
0: Yeah, and I, I think any of us could use a boost in intimidation.
2: Or
1: you could pick one thing to make it be. It doesn't have to be a hook, doesn't have to be a hand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's I'm just like, a one utensil. What is it? I like might want to lean into
2: my lack of intimidation For- and get like a soft furry arm that you just want to squeeze. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, like Maybe it's squeaks. Fork.
1: Okay. Um, number two, pencil. Oh, that's fair. I mean,
0: you'll never not need something to write with, so why not have <laughs> How do you it be organically it? implanted in you? With care. <laughs> yeah, you bleed all over the place. Right? I, like, it's, like it's part of your body. Yeah, you it's, it's a flesh it.
1: pencil at this point. Ew. <laughs> oh. oh, I think that's something else probably. Oh. Dr. Romano talks about his flesh pencil all the time, I'm sure. <laughs> Romano
0: pops up and runs into Pratt yet again, starts being a dick again. And tells Pratt, we're going to have a meeting with the higher-ups later tonight, on Thanksgiving, because <laughs> I hate you. I will say this, as Romano walks away, Pratt does a little under-his-breath burn. He's like, hmm, guess it's better than spending time, spending it alone, implying that Romano wasn't going to have anything to do. And he wouldn't. And, yeah, there's no way that he would.
1: Romano had the hots for the British doctor that we briefly see in this episode, too. Ah, uh, uh, she actually married Dr. Green from the first episode. Oh, Dr. Dr. Green, Green died. Oh, what? bad for Dr. Cancer, Green. I believe. Eye oh, cancer man. or something. Anyway, then she moved back to England, but couldn't, didn't enjoy it as much. So she moved back. So
2: she didn't like Dr. Romano. She was like, no, no thanks. Well,
1: no. Okay. No one liked Dr. Romano. <laughs> let me say that. However, she was his best friend. She was one that tolerated him the most.
0: Yeah, who tried to see his good side, I guess.
1: Is and then he grabbed
0: know. her ass, and it, that ruined it. He
2: tried yeah.
1: to, yeah, he tried to like kiss her one. Or no, that's what it was. She, they were having a moment, and he reached out and just like started pawing at her face, uh-huh. and she pulled away, and <laughs> and he was like, I, I lost my composure. I'm Mister Perfect. And then, <laughs> yeah, you like,
2: don't. What's the matter? You don't want your face grabbed, Snowflake? He was taking etiquette lessons from Bailey Salinger there.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the parallels between these two shows.
1: It's uh-huh. probably him grown up. Changed his
0: name. Well, because well, <laughs> of order. another crime he committed, he changed his name, became redheaded. <laughs> we see a little scene of the med students talking. Romano's yelling as Abby's trying to get legitimate help for her patient. McCorkle is giving different medication to the glaucoma patient, meanwhile, stealing his bag of weed.
1: Totally not cool.
0: Not man. cool at all. And it's a shitload. It's a lot of weed. Like, that's not, I wouldn't imagine, cheap, especially in 2003. Like, You've got to get that through whatever channels. His nephew. Just because he's in the cast regularly, I'll mention we see Dr. Gallant real quick, the guy that gets sent to Iraq at some point in the show.
1: You know, I would much prefer to see Dr. Goofus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Gallant goes and serves his country. Goofus eats nachos. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that sounds awesome. I know. Goofus (laughs)
3: rules.
0: (laughs) Sam goes and grabs Kovac because she needs help with some of her patients at this point. We check in with Mr. Garland. Who says, you know what, I don't mind this. I like staring at these weirdos that come into this hospital, who I'm definitely not one of. (laughs) And there's more implication kind of chatter going around the hospital about how short staffed they are on this particular Thanksgiving. Something that we're beating over the head with early so we know if something bad happens, they don't have enough people to cover it.
3: If something bad happens. It won't.
0: Or if several things do. Coburn, the uh, mean uh, obstetrician from the first episode, she shows up to help with Lauren at this point. And she immediately asks Lauren to sign a hysterectomy consent form. It may be their only option to stop the bleeding. And Lauren says, no, I want to have kids. This starts the argument of how they should go forward. So Coburn and Abby have different opinions. <laughs> Abby wants to try embolization over going right to a hysterectomy. She wants to give her the shot at maybe still having the, have kids down the line. And Coburn says, no, like quit that pipe dream. That might actually take a little more time and inconvenience me romano walks up and says let me settle this cat fight because two women are talking and having a disagreement so it has to be a cat fight and where do you think romano comes down on this uh go try to help the patient or do whatever's quickest and easiest
3: hmm Hmm.
0: well yeah he says basically no one with hiv deserves to have he (laughs) seriously is basically like what's she gonna do die when the kid's 10 like Totally callous.
1: So obviously here we're finding out that these two doctors, Romano and core
0: Coburn,
2: Coburn, Coburn.
1: they just, they're just there to do their job at the easiest way possible. Yes. Whereas Abby's still thinking of the patient. Yeah. And maybe Abby's being a little too. That's the
2: thing As I got with that scene is that Dr. Coburn may have been right, actually. Like she may yeah. have been right. She just, it's kind of alarming that she was so eager to start with the hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. It's like, that was sort of the problem with her. She's like, let's do a hysterectomy. Yeah.
0: Hers is totally, even if she is right in the bedside manner thing again, of trying to maybe tell her why. You know, versus, yeah, we're just pulling the plug on you having kids right now. It
2: almost seems like she, she looks at it as like an opportunity to do a hysterectomy. Like, oh, I can't. I get to do one of those. Yeah, this I, I've person.
0: done one in a while. That sounds fun. <laughs> and I will say, Coburn does say, you know what? I'll reluctantly agree to try your thing first. It doesn't work. Obviously, we have to do this hysterectomy. We're yanking that uterus right out of there. Yeah. It doesn't
1: work. We may have to do a hearse directory. Rip
0: it. A plus. <laughs> that was great. I really like it. <laughs> is, it is it your uterus or me? What was the joke? <laughs> <What> <laughs> yeah, did yeah. meterus. It's not a meterus. Yeah, a... <laughs> that was. It's not a uterus. It's a meterus or something. I Who
1: knows what came out of this head? It's
0: a weeterus. That's not any good. A Matt meterus. former catcher of the Baltimore Orioles.
1: <laughs> or Weedusaurus.
0: Yeah, just a teenage dirt bag. A
2: meterus sounds just disgusting.
0: <laughs> yeah, all of this stuff. Actually, most of the words we've had to say while watching ER, pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> Medical jargon's gross. We see Susan Lewis is trying to help people out when Donald Logue shows up. Uh. And uh, Donald Logue's here very clearly (laughs) right away because he has some romantic uh, interest in Lewis. We would find out he's her ex-husband. And he's trying to woo her at this point. He hands her some flowers and does not lie, he stole these flowers from somewhere in the hospital. And then he gives Lewis a proposal no woman could refuse.
1: Uh, thank you. (laughs) Don't thank me. Thanks some dead guy for mercy. Very romantic. So you in the mood for some late night pumpkin pie? Um, you know what? I'm beat. I'll bring the whipped cream.
3: Maybe another time.
0: You guys, (laughs) did you guys picture some uh, whipped up loge? Just uh, did, thanks to to you. You're welcome. I did did my job here. We, and nothing is really set. You can tell that, that Lewis doesn't, She's not interested in him that way anymore, Donna Logue.
1: Well, and we saw in the previously on ER at the beginning of the episode, she at one point says to someone else, like, I think I'm at the point where I'm ready to just move on.
2: Yeah. yeah. The, I think she says, like, spend more time together and never see him again. And, and hers is like, and I think I might never see him again. Yeah. Something like that.
0: And she's clearly over it. And whenever he gives this pumpkin pie proposal and she turns it down, Donna Logue immediately. is like, I hope you're not sick of me. She clearly is.
2: <laughs> I um, you know, I, I'm i sold on the late night pumpkin pie. It sounds good. I personally,
0: not with Donald Lowe, not but with him. I would I would get some pumpkin pie.
2: I, I, you know, I'm not always a fan of pumpkin pie, but it sounds good right if now. If I'm in the mood for right it. Right now, it sounds
1: great. His version of late night pumpkin pie is he sticks his dick pumpkin. It's not
2: yeah. uh, not the pumpkin pie that we're talking about.
1: American Pie 4.
0: <laughs> Low gear. <laughs> <laughs> American Pumpkin Pie 4. <laughs> <laughs> Around this time, Frank pops up and asks Lewis to help and This is the first time she's probably like, I'll do whatever you say, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Logue, we find out at this point, is also part of the air rescue team who's supposed to get Mr. Westbrook, the wealthy patient, up to the roof and transported to the rich person hospital. The rich guy at this point, Mr. Westbrook, he starts returning the favor to Romano, being like, wow, great job, Romano, doing nothing. You were really instrumental in my care here. I love you so much. Romano tells his team, yeah, get him to the roof. I'm not going up there with you.
1: Wonder why? Hmm, I don't know. No reason. It'll work out fine. Yeah,
0: I'm sure. Back in the uh, Abby plot line, we see Lauren, and she says her fiancé is here now. Abby says, I'll go ahead and scrub in so I can uh, get ready to help if need be.
1: Oh, man. Just realized I missed my opportunity to say my joke last episode.
0: Okay. So I'm
1: <laughs> going to put it in here like a real professional.
0: That if We are nothing if not that.
1: So last episode was, of course, the horrible experience with Dr. Green dealing with the death of one of his patients, but the baby survived. It's still horrible, dramatic and everything. And what I wanted to say was, after all of this, instead of being Dr. Green, sure seems like he's Dr. Blue. Oh, that's he's pretty good. Sad.
0: He's a little sad, yeah. But once he business. does get that promotion they mentioned, mm-hmm. Dr. Green, again, <laughs> that's color money. you know, Or Dr. Gold, you can go that way, too. Dr. Green does get all of his
2: checks converted into gold. (laughs)
0: That's one (laughs) of the other (laughs) episodes. One
2: of the other episodes is all
0: about that. (laughs) (laughs) We hear around this time, I mentioned earlier, this show has a lot of dumb, low hanging fruit jokes thrown in for no reason. One of the patients makes some stupid, like they ask him if he's in pain, and he's like, Oh, I'm immune to pain since I got married.
1: Such a just hack ass joke. White guy joke.
0: Yeah, exactly. We uh, now cut to Frank again, and this is really notable because we get to see the Turducken now. We also see just buckets and buckets of KFC. Frank's on his
2: knees licking it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's shoving drumsticks into his pockets.
1: Is Break? Frank the same actor from that Brooklyn 99? I show? think so. I really do. He okay. plays
0: kind of a doofus character
1: can in that I, as well. Can either
2: one of you guys do the, the Frank voice? It was. It it's was...
1: kind of big. And, no, I can't. I'd have to work at that one. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think that's I'd one. I'd
2: like can to do. hear it because it really stuck with me. Let's it's practice.
1: Gruff, that. but also wacky. Yeah. I don't know. That's a hard one.
0: Gruff plus wacky. That's a good descriptor, I think. Romano clearly remains like unwilling to go up to the roof for whatever the reason. And Frank is the guy who finally gets him to do it. He says the rich guy left a Rolex in his room and Romano's like, I'm not doing that. Make the nurse do it. But then like all tough guys, he's goaded into doing it by Frank saying, what are you chicken? Essentially, (laughs) he's like, I don't mind you, you know, I don't mind you being afraid to go up the roof. That's totally understandable because of what happened to you before the glaucoma patient. Meanwhile, asks Neela and old McCorkle, what happened to my weed? (laughs) Lewis is trying to find McCorkle right at this point. Let's cut to McCorkle. What does he do when he's rolling a dank-ass joint on the roof of the hospital? Like, in some sort, of, some sort of corner or something. Kovac tells Sam that, uh, well, guess what? Your son Alex, who you're excited to make Thanksgiving dinner for, he wants me to come to dinner, too, because we're friends, I guess.
1: More on this later, but what?
0: Yeah, really, really weird. I was confused. Very, very strange. They're pushing Mr. Garland down the hallway during all of this as well, so we got to see that guy again. That's always fun. Before we see anything else involving ER, though, I think it's a pretty good idea if we take a break. Neela and Romano, they're going up to the rooftop and they get in an elevator together and what should be playing on the elevator Muzak but Free Fallen by Tom Petty? Was it really? The title of this episode, yes.
1: I don't think so.
0: It's it's on the IMDB trivia, so I might be wrong. Because I didn't hear it either. Either.
1: <laughs> I bet they redubbed it in because I watched that again a little bit before we recorded and it was Muzak. So no, I wonder. It,
0: if, yeah, it is the music. Oh, but it is three Fallen. It. Okay. Yeah, is okay. what is what it claims. I but totally buy it. Then. To be fair, I did not go back and check because I had enough. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you won't back down.
0: <laughs> no, never. <laughs> up on the uh, up on the rooftop, Romano views the menacing helicopter blades with fear, and he tells Neela to go hand over the Rolex. Donald Logue's up here to transport the patient and informs the person in the helicopter like i gotta be on this thing for insurance reasons but he gets shut down here or it's kind of vague but we get the sense he's getting shut down
1: uh you said the person on the helicopter it's that bitch on the helicopter brian
0: (laughs) that is what he later names her that's true romano has a little bit of like a panic attack up on the roof with this helicopter and uh He finally has to get outside. He gets back in the building and goes on a lower floor, gets out to get some air, sees a lot of the patients that we've seen being treated in the hospital out here. This seems to calm him down a lot until he, guess what? Catches McCorkle in the corner doing drugs and yells at him to stop. He's like, what are you doing? You're grounded until I come and tell you otherwise. And McCorkle hilar- hilariously is like, it's not what it looks like.
1: <laughs> what is it? I then? don't
0: know how you could possibly think of it as anything else. Also, the way this was shot, it just it yeah. feels
2: like he was out there for a really long time doing yeah. that, like
0: way too long to get way away with Way too long. And like none of it had been smoked. It was still like <laughs> this full ass long cigar looking thing.
1: And look, we're pro smoke here. However, and I don't even really care if you do it while you work. Not as that job. As long as you're doing a job that that's okay. Yeah. Not working at the hospital. Nope. Not a good idea.
0: Not one where you should be anything but a genius who's very caring and unimpaired.
1: But that's just it. If your house and you're taking all your drugs, he's not the one doing the operations.
0: Yeah, he's the one yelling at the people doing the operations. And he needs the drugs for that. Yeah, well, Well, duh, uh, it helps with yelling. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) The helicopter takes off now and everything will be fine with that. This is a medical show. Everything's Great. great. Wait. Uh something's wrong. Uh the helicopter's kind of spinning deck back down, it, it thunks on the roof, and murderous shrapnel is starting to shoot out of it and uh things are getting out of control. That is not a joke. That was pulled for ER, me, or this medical drama. And the screams you heard were unfortunate. Those were for him. those were ours. Those, <laughs> those were Romano's because the helicopter found him.
1: <laughs> it hunted him down. It
0: came down from the roof in a fiery blaze and landed directly atop him, thus murdering and ending Romano's hundred-plus episode run on the show. And I kind of fist pumped. Oh yeah. A lot different from last episode. This is a character that is mean and doesn't He's a cartoon.
2: I think he had quite a bit of time to look up at it too as it came
0: down toward yeah. him. There's almost
2: no time to like shake his fist and, and, and like, you son of a
1: bitch. Yeah. Curse the helicopter.
0: Yeah, he be- that's basically what he did. Look up and yell no for a long time before it landed. No attempt to move. Real like porky pig daffy duck stuff. Maybe
2: here. in a, in that moment he just kind of felt like this is right. You know, like this is what this is how it's supposed to end. The universe
1: yeah. is aligned for this moment. <laughs> and this is the clip that I saw. I didn't know shit about either. I knew it had to you be. YouTube is like, Dr. Romano gets squished by a helicopter <laughs> and an ER. And I went, what? So I watched this clip and that, it was that moment six months ago that I decided we're going to cover At some ER. point we got
0: to do this, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't have picked two more different episodes. <laughs> Everything is in total disarray now because a helicopter's crashed and that means extra patience and they're already short-staffed. Some of the patients they also thought they fixed, well, they were outside and got hit with helicopter parts.
1: The German man and his wife, they mm-hmm. got squished pretty bad, both hurt.
0: Pratt notices somehow that there's been a helicopter crash, and he orders all the surgeons to get there. They need them. Lots of people need to be operated on.
1: Oh, and by the way, as the helicopter is plummeting from the top of the building, it gets halfway there to the level that Kovac and uh, Sam, I believe yeah. it is are at and explodes midair. Yeah. So that also blows out that room and and all those people are hurt. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, everything's wet and on fire. Like the sprinklers are going off, all the characters are soaked to the bone, but there's flames in the background. It's a very Mad Max kind of, I don't know, it's kind of weird. A weird scene for a medical drama once again. (laughs) (laughs) Abby runs to tell Lewis about the helicopter crash, and Lewis quickly realizes, oh shit, Donald Logue's supposed to be on that. Go figure out if anyone's okay.
1: That's a pretty good way to get out of a relationship with Donald Logue. Helicopter? Explode helicopter. Yeah,
0: I think so too. And Abby now has to prove her mettle as a doctor. She does a nice job kind of taking charge in this time of crisis, despite being so new to it. Lewis runs out to see how awful the wreckage is. A lot more help. Kind of arrives, but also a lot more victims of this crash. You see the fire getting put out. I don't know. This is chaos. It's just pure action everywhere. <laughs> Lewis is getting really upset by this point about Donald Logue, but doesn't want anyone to know it, so she she's crying, and she goes, it's just because there's smoke. <laughs> <laughs> a fireman then comes up to Lewis and says, of the people in the helicopter, hey, got four for the morgue and none for you. <laughs> Really tactful. Thanks, fireman. All four people involved with the helicopter are, in fact, dead. There might even be another one smooshied (laughs) underneath it.
1: The good news is, is that rich guy was one of the people in the helicopter. Oh, he's long gone. Got his comeuppance. Maybe his kids are cool and they'll do good stuff with that money. Mm, Probably not. There's a chance, but probably not.
0: If he left his money to them, he
2: might have left it to the country club or something.
0: We go uh, back inside the hospital ablaze and Kovac and Sam are kind of, Helping one another care for wet, on-fire patients that have pneumonia.
1: The awful one is one woman who had the intubation, the tube in her. And it melted inside of her, so he has to fish it out. Oh, God. Ooh, I cringed at that. This is the
0: kind of stuff, if you think of it, mention it, because there's not really plot here. There's just crazy stuff stuff that's going on. Uh, Yeah. Well,
1: actually, let me cover this here then. (laughs) So the whole time Kovac was trying to get Mr. Garland to whatever level this whole time, eventually he has a plan. That plan is to order the restraints that lock so you can't get out of them easily. He takes them up to that level, the patient, who we know is a nice guy and isn't a threat or anything, locks him to like an MRI machine. That way those people have to deal with him. Real real
0: tactful again.
1: Here's the problem. Helicopter explosion sets everything on fire. So this guy's chained up, stuck on fire. I thought he was toast. I did too. I was probably a big story. I like this guy. Thankfully, he doesn't die.
0: No, he winds up okay, but that's the, the kind of thing they're doing here is kind of absurd scene setting and weird things happening from the helicopter crash. None of it's particularly coherent to look at, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the complaints I have about it.
1: I suppose, though, that's the way it should be if it's a helicopter crash. Right? I guess it's supposed
0: so. To be chaos. Well, I kind of expected, like, Satan to show up with sunglasses on. Also, just real quick, I don't want to dwell on it. The, the CGI here is not good. No. of the It's helicopter. 2000 what? Three? Yeah, and it wouldn't be good then for TV.
1: Yeah, Lord of the Rings is good at this time, but, but it, they apparently, have Apparently, <laughs> you know, at
0: that point. Exactly. One of these injured women, too, Raina, I think was her name. She only is concerned about getting to her granddaughter's wedding.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: her only thing she cares about, not living or anything like that.
1: In two weeks.
0: Weaver, who we mentioned earlier, who is one of the main characters on the show, but we're just now seeing her. She shows up to help. Lewis goes ahead and tells her about what happened to Donna Logue to preempt any kind of emotional outburst that she might be having, since Weaver seems to be her superior. Uh, cut back to McCorkle. He's sitting on a desk chewing gum while the site of the hospital has been blown out.
1: Oh, boy, this made me so me angry. Too. I get that your boss told you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> <Not> matter. <anymore. laughs> hey, the we, just exploded. we talked about
0: the tasteless jokes, like, yeah. I'll, I'll just get this out of the way several times. He never gets up. McCorkle stays seated on this desk for the whole episode. Doesn't do shit. Deaths and tragedy. And part of it, too, is he was told to sit there by a dead man. But the other part is, I think the joke's supposed to be, oh, he smoked weed, so he doesn't know that anything's going on? Is that part
3: of it? You think so? Maybe.
0: Like the, well, like how a, could you justify that? Other, I mean, even then, though, that's Like a insane. Reaper
2: madness sort of thing? Yeah. yeah. Maybe.
0: Like, like I could see no one on the writing team had ever done anything <laughs> but drink grape juice, so they were like, I guess this is what it would be like. I don't know.
1: I think it's just he's supposed to be a lazy piece of shit, and so he could just be. uses this as, as an excuse.
0: It very well could be. And this is kind of the problem with, like, these characters is they don't they feel weird like broad caricatures Mm -hmm. and they don't like why do i even not know what this guy's deal is in that regard i don't know the german couple runs into one another on their gurneys kind of fist bump fist bump each other not really but they say hi (laughs) donald Logue pops in he's got a patient on a gurney too god damn it he's definitely still alive uh this patient's in need of help Pratt's on the case Pratt's ready to help out right away. Lewis, at this point, spots Donald Logan so excited that he's not dead, even though you know part of her is a little like And she runs up to hug him and says, Oh, I'm so so glad you're still here, Donald Logan. Wow, I was really worried. I thought you must be on the helicopter. What happened? And he's like, as Van said, Bitch wouldn't let me fly!
1: (laughs) Which is the whole reason he's alive. She has a great retort, which is, That bitch just saved your life. Yeah. He also, at this point, says, it's not that big of a deal. Donald, a helicopter just crashed and exploded and killed several people. Yeah. Also, it is a big deal. Big also,
2: there's deal. blood gushing out your back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. At but this somehow, point, we can't
1: tell.
0: Yeah. And Donald Logue uh, puts a finger to his back and pulls it out with just a tiny little drop of blood. And like, we'll see. I have a back scrape trying to be cute, which Donald Logue is not. <laughs> <laughs> to each his own. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You still want some of that uh, pie, the pumpkin pie <laughs> a little ooh, later? Ooh. Bloody pumpkin pie.
0: Bloody wet, fiery pumpkin pie. <laughs> Kovac and Sam are still stressed with their soaked ass patients. And Sam says, I need to call home to Alex to say, I don't know if I'm going to make Thanksgiving dinner or the hospital. (laughs) There's a helicopter
2: that exploded,
0: (laughs) but I still think everybody's too casual. Mm -hmm. Very. That was the, that was the part
2: that just really offended me, not offended me, but just, was jarring and struck me as takes you out of it. Yeah, it just—I didn't really know how to process what I was watching because the tone wasn't right.
1: Because how would you, in this scenario, even be thinking about? I got to get home to my kid for Thanksgiving dinner. You might think of your kid. But you're thinking about the bloodshed and the death you've just witnessed and doing your job. Yeah,
2: just a massive explosion just, like, right above you.
0: Almost every character who pops up from this point
2: forward has a, well, guess I can't eat my turkey comment. They are all really focused on the Thanksgiving part.
1: Yeah. I wonder if that's on purpose or by design to say that, you know. It's not that big a deal to them. Working in the ER. Yeah. But,
0: (laughs) again, it translates as just, yeah, like, kind of, like,
1: reckless. I feel
2: like this would cross over into even these hardened medical professionals would yeah. be a little bit they're not accustomed to explosions. They're accustomed to people dying, yes, but this would startle any doctor because it's not a normal it's not an ER thing. It's like a it's like a terrorist sort of <laughs> level.
3: Attack. Yeah.
0: Romano is dead via helicopter, but why was Romano afraid of helicopters to begin with,
1: Van? Why did he lose his arm? Well at the beginning of season nine, I believe, again this is season ten, maybe midway through. There was an episode where he went up to the roof being an asshole because he's an asshole and he drops his clipboard right next to the whirring blades of the helicopter (laughs) and decides, I'm going to be an asshole. Bend over, pick this thing up and then slices his arm right fucking off. How are you that close to a helicopter? Twice. Twice. And that casual. (laughs) He was hunted by that helicopter.
0: I could be wrong, but I think being attacked Death by helicopter and injury by helicopter when you're not even in the thing, right? that's got to be more rare than lightning. More rare than like anything.
1: Listeners, if you've ever been assaulted by a helicopter, get out there and tell us about it. Also, listeners, if you've ever been assaulted by lightning, (laughs) get out there and tell us about it. We'll compare the numbers. And surely our listening audience is a good enough sample size to determine that.
2: I would imagine. That reminds me too. You know, the when we, as the Boop Boys Moving Company, <laughs> call, like yeah. call, a couple months That's ago, we right. were nearly struck by lightning. It's, it's true, it's terrifying. The
0: closest call we've ever had. It was right by the U-Haul.
1: I got to see the fear in Spencer's eyes it as moves, that static you know, crackled. It was scary.
0: Light, it light moves very fast. Mm-hmm. It's the most fear we've seen in any of our eyes since we met Carr. <laughs> I would say, or maybe even Barth. Another man uh, arrives and needs the OR, it's the German man, and he has a collapsed lung, perhaps, that's kind of their guess at this point. Pratt has this other patient, and he thinks this guy's gonna die unless they get him to the ER, and this is what you mentioned earlier, Van. Weaver, his superior, says, don't you do it, Pratt. Pratt's saying, like, we don't have time, I have to do what I have to do now to get him to live, she wants the patient to the ER, or to the OR. That's kind of their debate here, but it plays out really quickly which is kind of strange. There's, it's not like an episode long thing. And there's also like another guy here who's sucking on helium and talking in a helium voice. Yeah, and he looks that like that was guy weird. from all,
1: It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah. I don't know who that is. I thought he was maybe a nurse or something. Or a he student, might have been. But I don't But
0: know. again, another sign of a character taking this helicopter murder. Not seriously.
1: Or is that a thing? Then you test it before you put it on the people. You go, pff, oh, okay, there's the air in it. Maybe so,
0: but he's real obsessed with it, like talking in voice. Listeners
1: out there, if you're an anesthesiologist, <laughs> get in touch with us. Let us know.
0: Bringing it back. I like it. And I like, I really, this audience participation is pretty good. Even these, even those are, these are. We school, do school, school have questions. a
2: higher than usual
0: amount of anesthesiologist listeners. <laughs> mm-hmm. It shows in the data. We thought Donald Logue was fine, right? Nope. That little scrape. I thought never I thought he's fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> what about that? Nope. Mm. Well, he collapses now. He's not fine because the scrape's not a scrape. He's got shit stuck in his back from the helicopter. He's got a
2: helicopter in his back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not good. Pratt's patient's is, Pratt's patient isn't doing well either. Uh, the patient's starting to stroke out now. And Neela comes in and she's like, I need your help too, Pratt. And this is a pretty cool scene too because he's like, can't. Essentially real quick because he's in the moment and she gets it. Even though she's a med student, she's like, all right, I got to do this. I got to figure it out here. It's one of the few nice little exchanges in this episode I found. Abby says, We've got to intubate Donald Logue. (laughs) He's got metal (laughs) inside of his Donald Logue (laughs) spleen. Kovac and Sam have their guy opened up too. And just now, some. uh, Did you guys catch this guy's name? He's very important at the hospital. He's kind of old and jowly.
1: I think he's one of the main surgeons. He's like very high up. He's a big deal.
0: He shows up, and he's the guy who's supposed to reprimand Pratt alongside Romano later. Mm-hmm. He is also the guy who says, "I guess I'll just eat cold turkey later," because <laughs> all every- these dying Yeah. <laughs> and I have a feeling like he and Frank are both going to go down on a turducken together maybe, and meet in the middle, <laughs> lady in the lady tramp and the style, tramp style yep. yeah, with <laughs> oh, <and> the turducken, <laughs> the bone Bones connecting their lips,
1: and then they as they break away from one another, it's the uh, the what is the wishbone? Yeah. And then they make they a wish.
0: snap it with their teeth. What a weird practice. Do you guys do that in our free like, time? Like, look no. at this
1: carcass. I'm going to make a wish on it. Crack.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm not big on ripping open bones, really.
2: It's nice to uh, win that, though. Like, if you do if, well, you, sure. if you do it with someone else, it's like you, you want to get the bigger bone because you feel like you did something.
0: It's yeah, like and I mean, you do feel strong.
1: <laughs> I broke a bone. You feel like you could go kill a woolly mammoth now that <laughs> you have the bone in hand.
0: Checking in on a couple of the, our patients. There are patients now too, guys. <laughs> our main man Garland's doing just fine. Just minor burns, no big deal. And he's also like groovy, man. I don't care that I got burnt.
1: He's a good quip though. He says something like, I liked it better on the first floor. I only had pneumonia there. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, now he's got pneumonia and burns. Again, good attitude, guy. The large German man, uh, part of the couple, well, he did have a coll- collapsed lung and he is dead now. Yep. And we get told that his wife's in the OR.
1: You were quite joyous about that.
0: <laughs> This is the thing is like this is so different from last episode and they give these characters like no stakes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know them. I don't even get to see a glimpse of what they're really like. And it's all rushed versus focusing more acutely on one or two patients or something like that. Yeah, if
2: it was Dr. Green in there with the ruptured helicopter spleen. Oh, I a would be upset. Uh,
0: another trope that Van mentioned earlier. Guess what? Pratt is right about his patient. He gets the blood flow restored. Weaver just kinda has to give it to him on this look like, okay, you, this guy lived without surgery and he's stabilizing.
1: To her credit, she instead of chastising him, yeah. stops, pauses, takes a deep breath and says, Good job, Pratt. Yep. She
0: is willing to say she was wrong on this one.
1: But also maybe later she'll say, You gotta you gotta in a direction. You
0: do. Like, this is great. Keep keep coming to us with stuff, but you you can't just do everything you want, Pratt.
1: You voicing Mario in the Mario yeah. movie. The Ugh. guy
0: least who should least voice Mario really in the world. Chris Pratt is no Mario.
3: <laughs>
0: Take that however you want. <laughs> Mario Pratt. Lewis is working on the grandma who needs to go to that wedding. Nila comes in and says like, uh, we're going to need an attending because uh, your ex-husband, Donald Logue, it's not a scrape. He's like dying. <laughs> Abby is actually the one taking charge of Donald Logue too. She's the one who winds up intubating him and saving his life. And then she asked to, because she's still a med student, get Lewis to sign it. And we get a genuine thank you here from Lewis. Thank you for saving Donald Logue. I love pumpkin pie.
1: <laughs> and he barfed everywhere, which is what, and because he was. Describe that barf
0: because the color is off.
1: Frothy and brown, brown. and brown. just disgusting. It looks like barf of something you've just eaten. And you know what? Credit to ER, when I sat down, I did not expect to see a helicopter crusher man. No. Nope. And I did not expect to see Donald Loges barf. No. But two for two. Two for two. And Abby, the thing about her is, is she was a nurse, of course, here for many years. Yeah. She's done all this She's stuff. very skilled. She's just not allowed to because of the medical rules and everything. And so you can that's tell why. they trust
0: her except yeah. for Romano.
1: Well, and that's a, a recurring theme throughout it. And at the end of the episode, we even get some of that with all the people asking her questions that she's now working as a nurse because she's covering that extra shift. Yes. But she clearly knows her stuff. And
0: it's confusing to everyone involved. (laughs) Neela pops in right after Lewis thanks Abby and says, do you think the worst is over, essentially? And it I guess it kind of is. Well, it depends on how you look at it. Lewis calls to find out how Donald Logue's doing. He's doing much better at this point. Everybody kind of commiserates about how fucked they are. There's a little scene of that here. Coburn, who's always mean, pops up to Abby and is reasonable and says, hey, we did what you said. We tried the embolism. It didn't work. We had to do the hysterectomy. Which was
1: good news for her.
0: Yeah. And this, this is the one part of the episode where it's like, this all played out very logically. Mm-hmm. Like, they tried both options and did the one that they most likely thought they'd have to do.
1: And she handled it well, Cobra. Yeah. She wasn't nasty about it. This is what you should have done in the She's first She's
0: grown in these nine years, guys. <laughs> well, maybe a little. <laughs> she also says to Abby, I'm, I'm proud of how hard you're working today, which was surprising to me, too, after seeing how she handled green. Let's go get some of that turducken. And like like Van said, Abby now clocks out as a doctor and clocks in as a nurse <laughs> Alex, who's been mentioned all episode but unseen, pops up. I don't know how he got there. He is Sam's long-haired little skater boy kid who talks about how awesome it was that a helicopter crashed and a bunch of people died.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a kid, but Yeah, yes. no,
0: it is fun. And I didn't think like, oh, the sadistic yeah, kid. yeah It yeah. just kind of was funny.
3: Well,
1: gotta, yeah, the sense of the show. You gotta, you gotta teach him that that's not appropriate mm. by smacking him a <laughs> yeah.
0: time or two.
2: Sam
1: yeah, he should be smacking the shit out of this <laughs> kid.
0: <laughs> Sam tells him like, bad news here. I don't have time to cook after doing all of this helicopter stuff. Let's go to Ike's and have dinner there. Alex just openly turns to Kovac and says, do you want to come with this best friend, and eventually convinces him to, and gets his mom to? Yeah. Agree. What's
2: his initial reasoning that he's not going to go because it's a restaurant or something? He just kind of mumbles.
0: He's like, "No, I don't want to do it now," or something. Yeah, like that. I feel like that's basically always
2: like, no. And then <laughs> a I don't see of words. why he doesn't want to go because it's a restaurant. I was confused. Yeah. Because well, he was going to What's wrong with go? Linda
0: Cardellini? She's nice and perfectly great.
1: Well, I good think, enough for John Hamm. How old is she here? Because she seems very young, and he seems much older.
0: I think he is much older, but I do think she's probably one of. It's one of those deceptive situations because okay. I, I know, like,
2: yeah, she's older than she looks. Yeah.
1: Okay. She seemed to me just not knowing any of that. This is that, like
2: the one time I don't have this information. I think exactly. she was like she she was like twenty four in
0: Freaks and Geeks in ninety nine, so
1: oh, she'd wow. be like late.
0: Yeah, days. like twenty nine.
2: Yeah, I
1: was afraid like she was like twenty one
3: here. Yeah, and yeah, it was she could passed weird. her that.
0: Our jowly main man, like the important guy, he goes ahead and does meet with Pratt, like was <laughs> scheduled with Romano, but the meeting's not what they thought because Romano's not there. Right off the bat, we understand this jowly guy is not buying all the complaints that Romano has filed.
1: I don't give any credence to these
3: allegations. If any of this were true, I would get complaints from other attendees. And obviously, Robert doesn't care enough about this to even show up.
2: He's under a helicopter.
0: Yeah. What a let, like, come on, how unprofessional of him to prioritize dying under a helicopter to this meeting. So Pratt's absolved at this point. And the Jolly guy goes on to say, like, I saw you in action. You did great today. I hate Romano. (laughs) (laughs) Which we should all now toast the death of Romano, including these fictional characters. We're going to Ike's restaurant now to see our trio of Sam and Luca and Alex having their Thanksgiving dinner. And let's just uh, start off with another little clip uh, of how things are going at the restaurant. Alex is leading the conversation. Can I have French toast? No. Why not? It says all day breakfast.
3: Because it's Thanksgiving, you're having turkey. Would you rather have French toast or turkey? Um, I, I don't like French toast. Why not? You like pancakes. Yeah.
2: So, so does my mom. You guys can have pancakes. I'll have French toast, and then we can share some turkey sausage.
0: Okay. I I don't, I'm not sure it's a great idea. If they were looking for stuff to cut.
3: This
1: could be one.
0: This is, this is just so weird. I don't know.
2: Okay,
1: who doesn't like French toast, though? Really? I like it. I gotta tell you that. French toast is
0: great.
2: Honestly, it sounds really good, all of it. I'll I'll have some turkey sausage, Mm -hmm. too. Pancakes?
0: Yeah. This is, like. Alex here, I I don't know what the point is. It seems like he's trying to play matchmaker, ultimately. I'm assuming that's what it is. Yeah, Yeah. and he's also trying to set a nutcracker on fire. Uh, His mom tells him no, and he's like, I'm just trying to get revenge because you work to save people's lives.
1: What the fuck, little boy? Again, yes, you're a little boy, but what the fuck? Yeah, kind of weird. This kid fucking sucks.
0: (laughs) Novak gets up to go to the bathroom or sulk or something, and- Sam talks to Alex like about this little situation, this attempted setup and says, I'm not ready to date anyone yet. He does not care, he's like he's my friend, it doesn't even matter if you want to date him, Mom. He probably thinks you're gross anyway.
1: So, yes, thus saying that, no, he wasn't trying to set them up. He just thinks his 35-year-old cool. doctor friend is he cool. He wants to play
0: super soakers with I like with how me. his mom
2: does very directly say, like, you can't have a friend over 30. Yeah, that <laughs> was
0: pretty like, funny. Like, that's a good point. She yeah, reads you're... that line really well, too, like, incredulously. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Generally, that's just not, if there's two friends and one of them's age is 10, the other one's age also needs to be about 10. <laughs> <laughs> We go back to Abby. She's now nursing and answering questions. She rules at both these jobs.
1: Well, when you say it like that, I understand working as a nurse.
0: Oh, yeah. Nursing like,
1: nurse. She's <laughs> just suckling some child. She's so
0: good at it. <laughs> she can do anything. <laughs> Frank's yelling about football on the phone. <laughs> Pratt's back in to ask him about it. I, we're back to square one, guys. McCorkle's still sitting there and admits it. Uh, he Essentially, like, he tells Lewis that he's like oh, I've just been sitting here. He gets sent home, but he's like oh, I can't leave. And again, I'm like, this was another one. Like, still, you think you can't? What mm. is in this weed?
1: Because he says Romano said I can't move. Yeah. So,
0: and at this point, no one knows Romano's dead. No. Actually, uh, the staff starts circulating different Thanksgiving pictures, some from earlier, and we get news about John Carter. He sent a postcard a month ago. Now, and just a completely useless cut to Carter and Tandaway Newton. They're kind of in a tent. Like, this didn't look like a real scene. No, it looked
1: so bizarre.
0: Yeah, they cut to like a shed that has like a net hung up.
1: And they're in Africa. Yeah. We know that. But I don't know. This felt so out of place.
0: And there's like candles everywhere. She asks him what he's thinking. He doesn't answer. And that's that. We don't see them again. <laughs> I, I guess that's part of their
2: contractual yeah, I, obligation. I was real confused, but I didn't care enough to no, even bother No, I at that certainly point. didn't
0: care. And I certainly didn't care about Donald Logue, who is bringing. Who is in bed, and now it's Lewis bringing him, presumably, stolen flowers. She Maybe leans a little in. bit of
1: pumpkin pie?
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She does lean in and kiss him, and he's like, I should fake my death more often. You should just die more often. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, very arrogantly, I knew we'd end up together, and falls asleep <laughs> trying to flirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I know he's had a hard day, but it is pretty funny.
1: He was on an episode of House where he played an, an everyman, like an electrician, who won the lottery. And was trying to find the lost love of his life. But a bunch of women were trying to pretend to be that because he'd won the lottery. And a woman actually does, in fact, do that. And he just decides, eh, it's okay. So he just dates her. <laughs> oh, it was okay. a weird episode of House.
0: Yeah, Wait, that does sound like a that, that was every very episode of House. Donald Logue-centric episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Much like this one kind of is. I mean, he's in it a lot. Abby and Neela talk about the spectacle of their day and how they did, how they felt they performed. And they do feel good about it. Even though it was wild, they feel this is their calling. They're here to help people, and they're ready to do it again. Almost a little perversely, there's a little bit of like, I can't wait till another crazy thing happens and people die. (laughs) Abby hands Neela a coffee and says, fuck the coffee club. We have coffee whenever we want. We're friends. Enough with this elitist nursing coffee club or whatever that was from (laughs) earlier. They walk right by the helicopter, the crash helicopter being lifted, and don't ever look over at it. I feel like if there's a burnt-up crash helicopter, you'd probably glance the walking whole time. by it. I
1: yeah. would be watching it the whole time.
0: Well, they lift it up, and we see a black pile of a black soul underneath the <laughs> helicopter, uh, which they don't really show, like, gore. But Nah, you can't really tell what's We know under Romano's there. under there.
1: One of the firemen goes, hey, there seems to be some sort of asshole stuck to the bottom <laughs> of this helicopter.
0: He smells worse than anyone else involved. Hmm. The camera pans up. Fade to black credits. We're done with ER.
2: You know what they should have said is, oh, it's just another junkie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tie it together, man. It's yeah. like poetry.
0: So uh, we'll start at Spencer this time. Like, I don't know. We, we've we talked about, like, what do you think of this episode? What do you think of the show overall?
2: I I did it in the recording, too. I think we'll, when we go back over this later, it'll be visible, visible. It'll be audible that I cannot help but check out uh, after the helicopter part of this episode. Like yeah. I just I just completely stopped taking notes at that point point. and even when we we're talking about it now, I couldn't really focus because it just got so stupid weird and boring and I just stupid weird
0: and boring sums this one up a I lot.
2: I could not keep my attention with with where this episode went cuz what what is that?
1: I like it because it's stupid. It's Renegade. It's watching car It's it's that sort of thing. I can't even
2: watch it in an ironic way, though, and enjoy that. that Just this this particular thing. I sure Because there are a
1: lot of things I can't do that with. Here's an example, like Sharknado stuff. Yeah, I'm
0: with you on that. Like, I don't want you intentionally trying to make a bad thing. That's not the point. Yeah, this. The point is the uncanny valley of a person trying to make a good thing.
1: And I think you're right, Spencer, in that these people probably were getting campy on purpose but it hasn't crossed yeah. that line yet for me. So the campiness of all of this made me laugh and like, yeah, I'm going to watch more ER and I will watch me more ER, but I have to point out the distinction between the two episodes hmm. and it's like a diff- two different shows. You, you almost can't evaluate them as the same right. show. Because this I, is stupid. This is
0: silly and stupid. very openly, tonally different. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first show plays out more like more cinematically. It feels more like that to me.
1: Well, it has emotion. It has yeah. feels to it, whereas this is, as as, as Carr might say, feel, <laughs> my friend, whereas this episode was just, I don't know, popcorn fare. There, was, yeah. there were no stakes that were ruined because when it's this stupid, there are no stakes.
2: I mean, if you want to waste a perfectly good batch of popcorn, yeah, you <laughs> could you could watch this with it.
0: I uh found myself actually wishing they had gone more into the Thanksgiving dramatics. Yeah. To a certain sure. degree. I guess like I'm kind of
2: I like of... holiday episodes. I don't I don't know why, but I kinda of do it and when shows do holiday episodes.
0: Yeah, they're fun some we should do some for a holiday sometime. Yeah. Uh I I kind of fall between you guys on this and that there are parts of this I found legitimately pretty funny. The helicopter part when that happens. And when I found out and this isn't the episode doesn't present this, but it's a special bonus perk for me when I found out that Romano's arm was ripped off by a helicopter <laughs> and he was killed by a helicopter, I was having, it just, I was so amused by mm-hmm. that. Oh man. But yeah, this isn't anything like the previous episode. I'm still left kind of confused by what ER is. as yeah, right. show. Because That's fair. After these two, would these be. are two very different episodes, but what I've seen of it leads me to believe that there's a lot of good stuff at some point early in the run. I don't know.
2: I would like to have seen more of what they did with, with George Clooney's character, just saying. Agreed, I kind of wish like we to know had know who, more of that. Yeah,
0: more of his, we barely probably, see him, and only at work.
2: It's probably, you know, just what you think, but I'd still uh, like to see it in action. Just I'd to,
0: like to see, yeah, let's see the movie star charisma in there, and also I'd like to see if Butthead's a thing he regularly <laughs> says. Just his, his thing, his thing. Speaking of Buttheads, we all three are those. Pretty good transition, I think. And if we're not covering ER, that means we have to cover another show next time, right?
1: No, we're just gonna... Sit here silently and read a book. Oh, okay. It's
2: a new type of podcast that's going to catch on.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, let's see whose turn it is to talk about a show. It's Van. You have to do another show now. And Spencer, you have to impose it on him. I do. Because it's hot potato time still. Yeah, we have couple to wait. a couple more
2: rounds. And then uh, you pick one out for me next time, Brian. So, yeah. yeah that's, I'll be
0: ready. That's what we
2: have to look forward to coming up.
1: Well, let me ask this before we get into this, Spencer. Okay. A while back I'm listening. you picked Night Rider for Brian, Yes. you said, <laughs> I have something that could fit for you. I did me, me. say that. Is that accurate to this?
2: It is accurate. Okay. Ooh, so no, I totally made that up. And now we're gonna do Alf again. <laughs> it, I, that would have been really funny, actually. That would have been. I do it. No, I. I yeah, you would have loved that. But I'm not. I'm not gonna let you have something you you would love like that. You may love this. We may all learn to love this. But it's the same. It's the it's the Glenn Larson brainchild. You know, he did he did Knight Rider, He also did Magnum PI. Oh. With Tom Selleck, who I don't really, I don't have a lot of experience watching Tom Selleck. And this uh. is this is early 80s Tom Selleck, so the mustache is going to be in fine form. I'm sure. excited. It's going to be a good time. So this is, you know, it's the same kind of time period. It did go eight seasons instead of four, so it's a wow. longer Knight Rider. Um, I, you know, we're going to be able to discuss the differences in the two, and I'm looking forward to it. So it's it's going to be kind of like that, but I'm thinking there'll be some very Big differences. So this will
0: be a fun one. There I won't
2: think. be any Carr or Barth, but we'll, we'll see if we you can don't find know. someone else.
1: But I don't know. With as many guns as are in Magnum PI, Barth could make an appearance. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. The first one, I wanted to go early and late so we can get some, a good idea of 80s Tom Selleck all the way through. So the first one I picked is season two, episode 14. I'm hoping that these episode numbers actually line up across all platforms. And it's called Computer Date. <laughs> this is from January 14th, 1982, so I love any computer thing from that time period.
0: Oh, there's going to be some really funny tech stuff said.
1: What was the ATM? Cash computer?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: So the synopsis for this one is, while Magnum works on a case of computer espionage, the president of the company asks him to investigate his wife, who he believes is having an affair. After Magnum begins his investigation, his loyalties are tested when he sees that she is indeed having an affair with Rick. I don't know who Rick is, but we'll, <laughs> we'll learn. Okay, so the next one's in Season 6, and again, it goes to 8, so I went kind of a little bit in the early part, a little bit at the end, but not too extreme on either. So the second one is Season 6, and it is Episode 3, Episode 109 total, in case you guys are wondering. That's a lot of episodes of Tom Selleck's mustache. This one is very brief synopsis. Old Acquaintance is the title, aired October 3rd, 1985, and it is Goldie Morris who is played by Lee Purcell, an old friend from his high school days, needs Magnum's help to track down a stolen dolphin. Oh! <laughs> I could not resist. This dolphin, How do you steal a dolphin? This dolphin has plot. cool
0: tricks. and Isn't it sort <laughs> oh, of the I plot hope. of
2: Ace Ventura Pet Detective, though? Oh my god, it is. <laughs>
0: and Dan Marino's in it. <laughs> and this is like 10 Somebody years Somebody stop that. me! Wait, that's... Close enough. Yeah. No,
2: that's Tom Selleck's line.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I yeah, really. Tom Selleck's the guy from Dumb and Dumber, right? <laughs> Do you
2: guys know anything about the show at all?
0: Only no. the only like the just like he's a t- like he's not even he's right? a he's a cop. He's a, private, yeah, he's a
2: private investigator.
0: I think he's a hot cop, oh. but not a hot cop like in arrest Development. Hot,
2: okay. hairy
1: cop. With the short shorts.
2: Yeah. You can run your fingers all through that chest hair.
1: I know the character is very much Tom Selleck in that it's gun heavy. Yeah. And he's, cause Tom Salk's a fucking lunatic. Yeah. So I know that some of that he's, comes out. He's
0: one of those guys that like, he's a total lunatic in real life, but he's really fun in these eighties movies.
1: Oh, I'll bet this will be a lot of fun to cover for sure. Or I'm TV excited. TV shows
0: too, I mean.
2: And it's going to be a great opportunity to compare and contrast the two. Oh yeah. See, see which one we fall. Like we might have big disagreements on which one we like better.
1: <laughs> That's true. Oh, I really liked it when he started. I'm a night Rider man
2: personally. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So Yeah, you're going to want to join us uh,
0: coming up for the next two weeks uh, for episodes we call Buy or Sell (laughs) it.
2: You guys all want to grow mustaches for those when we record them? I mean, I've been thinking about it. I don't see why not.
1: (laughs) The problem is, is I have a beard. As I do, I typically trim because I don't like it too bushy or crazy. Stop now. And I really trim the mustache because I don't like what touches my lip. It now has to start touching my
0: lip. All right. It's (laughs) it's official. So, yeah, we'll be coming at you with some Magnum P.I. Do you guys have any final words before we get out of here? No, stat. I, I'm
2: going gonna, I'm gonna to use the line that I always find myself accidentally saying at the end of mine and saying, I think we should just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> I use that every single time at the end of mine. Well, I'm going to leave it there then.
1: That
0: along with catchphrase. <laughs> <blah>, <laughs> I'll do that next time. Sure. So I think the only way to go out is on a panicked, harried note because we're in the ER. We need to leave and eat food stat.